podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, it's episode 14 of FPL Black Box and we've done it. We've smashed 10k subs, our end of season target. Thank you to everyone who has subbed and liked our pod so far. Mark, we're in the suits, how are you feeling? Got it by Christmas as well. I wasn't expecting it by Christmas. Um, I was kind of hoping it would be the Christmas episode, then we don't have to wear Christmas jumpers. We only have to look silly for one show. Now we look silly for two. Yeah, it was touch and go <laughs> whether I was going to make the suit. I know. Um, I couldn't believe when you messaged that. I was like, oh, come on, make the effort. I know. I wanted to. It's just I knew I had all my tables to do. I had to prepare everything. And, you know, you know how it is. And uh, But, yeah, I, I, had to, I had to do it. We've got, we got to celebrate <laughs> the 10K, haven't we? And um, the missus said, um, well, just don't wear any, any bottoms at all. And I said, I can't do that because if the uh, hoover kicks off again and I have to get up and turn it off, <laughs> I can't have that, can I? That would be all over the, all over the but Oh, that would be, be great content. It would be. It would be gold. It would probably help with the subs. Well, no, it would probably hurt them, wouldn't it? But admit it, have you got pyjamas bottoms on or have you got your suit bottoms on? I can you? either confirm or deny uh, what I've got underneath. You have to wait to 100k. All right. Okay. You haven't got the suit <laughs> bottoms on. I don't think you have. I don't think you don't. No, have, I'm, so. in, I'm in jeans. No, Sorry no, to ruin the illusion. Yes. 10k subs delighted with that because we genuinely said at the start of the season we want to go for a thousand lives watching a thousand people watching it live which we achieved like week three i think mm -hmm. and then we wanted 10k subs by the end of the season um and we've got it uh, from game week 14 so we were should we set another we're target? Ahead of schedule. we are let's not set another target let's just see how we go but we're very happy with the support that people have shown us and uh we're loving doing the show aren't we it's good absolutely yep no Jay with this that, week. He, let's do the show. Was, no Jay this week. He was far too popular. Did you spot that? We can't have him on. Yeah, anymore. I had a few people saying, you know, former trio, like we want Joe on every week, and it's like, yeah. okay, let's just bin, let's just kill that that's off. My, that was let's, a mistake. Yeah. Nip that in the bud. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he too was, good. <laughs> he, was, he was really good, and uh, he will certainly be on again, um, probably in the new year. We're not going to drag him on to, into the show before Christmas, but um, certainly in the new year, we'll get him on again because he was excellent. <laughs> it was great to talk to him as well, and and also um, get enough opinion on the show. Other than not, I don't yeah, value absolutely. your opinion. And in fact, as I'm going to need your help later on, more on that in a bit. Well, my rank's on the screen, so you know I've, I can see why you'd want Jay to, to fill in some green arrow. <laughs> Let, let's look at let's look at your game week twelve. We're going to look at our game week twelves. Then we're going to um, look at our game week thirteens as well. See how we're doing at the moment live because there's still the while well, this is by the way Thursday evening. Just to timestamp this, uh, it's the first half of the United game. Is it still just about? I think. Yep, back um, going to the second half. Yep. And Bruno hasn't got anything yet. He hasn't hurt me yet. Just for background, as has got Bruno captain. I had De Bruyne, so as could destroy me this game week if Bruno comes in. But at the moment, you're ranked, yeah, 1.5 million green arrow for you, and I've got a red arrow. My red arrow is not as big as I thought it would be, though, so mm. I'm quite happy with that. But let's look at your game week 12, first of all. Um, <sighs> were you happy with this? I mean, we got away with it with Salah, though, didn't we? Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, we got, we got away with it, but, I mean, also we expected a hell of a lot more because, you know, it was, it was just, you know, I sold Vardy. For, for Salah, Vardy got 13 points. Um, Vardy was probably my strongest 
uh, player I had if I hadn't gone for Salah. So really, you know, 26 points uh, became 16. So, it's, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world because at least Salah did deliver. But when you sell a player who hauls like that for a hit, uh, it does hurt. But then, you know, you look at the rest of the team. And I mean, apart from Martinez, it was just bang average, you know, blanks in all my defenders, three from Fernandez, three from Mares, an assist from Son. Mope, how he's still <laughs> still in the team. Still just I mean, to get around. It. To be fair, he came on as second sub, so I'm not taking complete... You're trying not uh, to blame, aren't you? I'm trying, trying not, not to blame, yeah. yeah. Tried even harder this week, which we'll see in a sec. But yeah, it was just yeah. it was just a bang average week. And, and trouble is, a bang average week means you lose places. So I went down 300,000 yeah. places. It was, right. it was a bad one. Yeah. Um, let's look at my game week 12 before we look at game week 13. Similar story for me, really. I didn't do particularly well. I had the Bamford Cavalier. It started well with the Suchek, Suchek goal again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was disappointed because I obviously had Cancelo on the bench. Um, I didn't expect them both to play. And it was a choice between playing Suchek or the two City defenders. Mm. And in the end, I went Suchek. And it paid off, um, I guess. But it, I, just, I can't believe he weeks, got When I saw his name come up again, I thought, oh, my yeah. God. I, I, I've I been thought you know what you're talking about, Mark. Well, I've managed to pick him every time he scored so far. Um, I, I haven't had that horrible feeling of, oh, he's on my bench as well. But I, that, that run can't continue because he's, he could be on my bench this week. And... You know, eventually he's going to do something while he's on my bench. But I've been very fortunate with it or picked well, one or the other. Um, yeah, Salah, though, he was about to go off. That's the thing. You know? yeah. It's like, oh, my word. I mean, it's like he was about to be something. Now, that would have been agony watching him go. It was just so fortunate. One, fortunate to get the penalty. Well, it was handball, but even so, you know, when it yeah. happened. And then that he was on the pitch. I mean, they could have taken him off before the free kick was taken. They didn't. They left him. <laughs> they were preparing the sub. I think it was Origi coming on, wasn't it? Uh, and then he went off soon after. Um, but Fulham were impressive. Um, we underestimated them, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, defensively, they, they did well. And, and again, last night against Brighton, they, they defended well. Again, there's something a bit different about them, you sense. They, there's there's almost, a, dare I say, a, a strategy that Parker's um, you know built. <laughs> they actually look kind of a half-decent team now. So fair, fair play to him. We'd, we'd, we'd written them off, really. Mm. I think a lot of people had, but yeah, there's definitely something a bit more, a bit more about them. I mean, again, Brighton dominated long periods of last game, but same old story with them. Couldn't, don't have anything really in the, in the final third. But you know, defensively, they seem they seem a much more drilled side. I don't think, I don't think at least for now they're going to get too many, you know, three or four, ham- three or four nil hammerings because mm. they look they look decent. Yeah, and I, I think someone said that it was like ten of the eleven are different from the first opening game week. So Parker has changed the team considerably, including the back three. So he's changed all the personnel. He's gone to a back three. He's dropped Mitrovic and he's playing more to feet and playing more with pace. Um, And Lookman looks a really useful player. Loftus-Cheek is finding starts now. Uh, Agisa is a player that everyone's admiring. Obviously, I don't think it's an FPL asset, but he's, you know, suddenly the midfield's got something about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... They're not whipping boys. And actually, I'm starting to look at them in a different light now. I'm looking at them as if, well, maybe I need to start considering their cheaper players when they've got good fixtures. But Yeah, and Cavalero, you know. Yeah, Cavalero on penalties. Up front, 5.3. I mean, I I did I, I bought in Suchek this week as my mm. Jota replacement, but I was considering Cavalero just for that out-of-position um, option. Didn't go for it in the end. But yeah, I think he's he, he could be a good... He could be a, a shrewd pick. 
I, think. I just want to point out I had him in my watch list about three weeks ago and you uh, you made fun of that but now you're that. saying three weeks later don't know, memory's <laughs> gone is it is, is, is the yeah, booze it's, right okay yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to convenient have to find that pick <laughs> yeah okay uh, let's look at the current game week it is still live you've only got two Bruno points there that's going to go up to four once he gets to 60 minutes which can't be far off as we speak but he's yet to Get any returns? Is that correct? Nothing yeah, yet. and they've just scored again, and it's a Martial assist Rashford goal. So again, nothing for for Bruno, which is a shame. I mean, because the you know, I honestly, I can't I can't describe. I, I woke up on when did this game week start Tuesday. I woke up on. It's all a blur, isn't it? Tuesday, Wednesday, I know. I don't know. yeah, yeah. M- Monday night, I went to bed, and and, and genuinely, I, I woke up in the middle of the night in in cold sweats, thinking I don't own De Bruyne. Like, what am I doing? I've got Mares. He isn't going to play. I haven't got De Bruyne. Everyone's going to have captained him. Uh, you know, I was having like, um, I was having like dreams of him scoring like two penalties and, and, and stuff. It was awful. And in the end, I, I literally thought to myself, I'm going to have to take a minus eight here. I'm going to have to get De Bruyne. You were close, think, weren't you? You were texting I was close. me saying you were going to, not at two in the morning, you weren't texting me, although, you know, it would have been fine. Um, but to, yeah, to be fair, it wouldn't have been, I mean, I would have taken Mope and Mares out who got zero points between them <laughs> and, and got into Bruyne and captain him. So, I mean, really, it wouldn't have been the, the worst move in the world. But, you know, when, obviously, I was watching that City game and it was, I had a shot of tequila at the end of it because I was so happy to make it through uh, that match without De Bruyne getting something. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just not right, are they? There's, 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 they are not, they're just not the same team they were last year or the well, year before I mean, this. The only player who looks to be at the same level as he was last year for me is, is De Bruyne. And yeah. Everybody else, Jesus, Sterling, well, Mahrez has had a good few games. Let's see if he can keep it up. But in attacking, I mean, Bernardo's not getting anywhere near the team. Don't know why. Foden played in this time out, but he's not been a regular. They're just really struggling to find a formula that works. And De Bruyne... You know, he's carrying it all himself and he, he's trying to win games for them. He's, he's he's having more shots in the box, as we've seen earlier. And when we see later on, you know, his he's minutes per shot is right up there with the very best now, which is not like, you know, he's taking more shots than ever. Mm. But he put two on a plate, one for Gundogan, one for Sterling, didn't take them. He ended up getting bonus without actually returning yeah. because he made so, so many Same shots. thing happened to Mares a few weeks ago when he mm. was, he, he kind of had the game of his life and, and, and still came away with that game with nothing. Uh, the trouble with City is they've, they've sacrificed an attacking player so they're playing Gundogan and, and Rodri every match mm. and Jesus and and um, and Sterling just aren't on it like no. even slightly so you know Mares has been good but then they didn't play Mares. they played Foden who I think is a really talented player but the right wing like spot for him I don't really know if that's I don't think that's his best that's, that's his best like area so you know, he's clearly prioritising keeping more solid and hoping that those players can deliver, and they're just they're just not. So the way I see it, is if you're relying on on De Bruyne to score to get twenty assists this season, I just don't see any of those players at the moment around him being able to finish well, them. To, I think to, he's to, generating. To I think he's generating the chances at a rate where he could get close to a good number of assists, but no one is converting them at no. the moment. That's what and I mean. Before, before it was they're not creating big chances, but they definitely did the other night against West Brom. There were big chances there, but I don't know what's going on with Sterling. It's very, very strange because in lockdown, he looked absolutely amazing in that yeah. second half of the season. And this season, he's just been 
No, I mean, to think that he's an 11, was he 11.5 at the start of the season? And we were like, oh, is it him or De Bruyne? I mean, it's like they're miles apart at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, the th- I mean, De Bruyne, though, I mean, no goals this season other than the penalties he scored. Mm. Like, I'm looking at him compared to, and, and this is what I said to you a few weeks ago, I'm looking at him compared to Fernandez, to Salah, to Kane, to Son, to and Son, all these other yeah. guys. And like obviously, I know De Bruyne is is he's, he's the best player in the league, but he is reliant on on the players around him delivering. Whereas Salah, Son, they can all just you know just completely do something from nothing. Whereas the thing is, the more that West Brom game went on, it was almost like the deeper De Bruyne De Bruyne came, and he was still yeah. delivering in absolutely quality balls. But he's he's used to dictate the game more in midfield. Yeah. That's what happens when they're in that situation. He drops deeper and they throw more yeah. men forward and then he's relied on to get the service in, which he did, but that's not where we want to see him play. We want to see no. him play in the 10 going forward, which he does for the majority of the game. But you're absolutely right. I mean, we'll go. how many points are you on, by the way, at the moment? You're on 50 points and I'm on, I think I'm on 41 at the moment. So this is my game yeah, at 13 I'm, at the moment. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on 15 and like, yeah. I'm annoyed because... I you feel like more. I should be on more. I deserve. I deserve to be on more. For, I, I thought you beat De Bruyne. me when De Bruyne came in with the eight. I thought you beat me by about fifteen to twenty, and you might yeah. still. Bruno's only got to get one return, I think, and then you're in, aren't you? But yeah. Anyway, so I mean, De Bruyne for me is like Grealish. I watched Grealish tonight, and he created six chances. He had six shots of his own, but he, like De Bruyne, he is at a level above everybody else in the team. And he's laying on chance after chance for everybody else. And he's not getting points because they're not taking the chances. And that is what De Bruyne is at the moment. He is laying on all those chances. They're not getting converted. He's not getting assists. And as we know, if he gets one assist, same as Greenish, they get one assist. They're in maximum bonus because yeah, they yeah. create so much. Yep. So you don't need a lot from those two. But unless their teammates step up, we have to start questioning whether they're worth it. I, I listened to this podcast a, f- a few weeks ago, and and the guy on it was saying that um, without Barkley in the team, Grealish is a bit of a worse option. And who was that? Are you trying to get the fact that you said this? Did you? No, you said that. <laughs> did I? Well, he, well, there is that. But the thing is, they were looking at the fixtures he had. You still weren't going to bet against him getting returns. No. Um, and so and to be fair, I mean, like I said to you. Like I said before we came on here, I was I was I didn't watch the match earlier, but I was reading through the um the Sky Sports live updates and it was literally just uh Grealish puts it on a plate for El Ghazi who shoots at the keeper. Grealish runs through three players and shoots against the side netting. and I was like, God, I've got a bit of a yeah. you know, I've done because I, I sold Mares for, for Grealish um two weeks ago and it's it's been it's been a disaster with Mares and but luckily Grealish hasn't hasn't really punished no. me. And I really thought I was going to get something today out of him because he was kind of a differential for me because of the people that sold him prior to his blank. Um, and it just didn't come in. I mean, he's got West Brom at the weekend, and as we'll see, that could be a good game for him. But obviously West Brom could be a different team now that Allardyce is there, and we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I just God. think that... Um, I just think Grealish is... It's funny, this season, every time he has a couple of blanks, I'm thinking, I probably need to get rid now. And it's silly because then he does deliver and I go, what mm. was I thinking? How can I do without this player? He's amazing. So I've got to try and resist it because he's always come good for me in the end. It hasn't taken it's, too long. but It's interesting one. though because like, my plan was always to get Grealish back in kind of mm. as soon as possible like when I sold him. 
Um, and obviously Mares is the, he's the easy person to, to get rid of for him because he just he's just there's so much uncertainty about whether he's going to play and 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 all that. And at least with Grealish, you know, you're getting talisman for the team. You're getting a you're going to get an all action display no matter what happens, and and always get the potential for for points. But I mean, you know, he's got West Brom away next, which we we're going to talk about Big Sam coming in and what that's going to do to West Brom. Um, and then they've got home. I think they've got an easy home game after that, haven't they? It's uh, let me just check. It's yeah, Crystal Palace at home. Okay, not easy. Not easy. So again, well, another man. another relatively like tough game. And then it's a really rough period for Villa. Chelsea away, United away, Tottenham at home, Everton at home, and they haven't got the double game week. So we're going to talk about blank and double game week strategies off the back of that. But I'm suddenly looking at Grealish now. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if he really is the priority for, for me mm. to be getting back in. No, I've got to agree with you. And De Bruyne, again, is in that category because he he just can't do it on his own to the level that Son and Kane and Salah and Fernandes seem to be able to. Um, so they're kind of, I wouldn't say they're hanging by a thread in my team, but I am looking at them and asking questions, particularly this week. Um, when, mm. when we look at my transfers that I could do, I'll discuss some options, some options there anyway. Uh, great and the good, just briefly, we uh, this got updated before today's matches, um, but uh, what's significant there is as you slip further down the table, um, on 7.09 before tonight's matches, um, 60 points behind me, you should close that gap a little bit uh, today. Joe overtaking me. But Joe's overtaking you. Did you, did, he, did he dig you out on the scout cast? I haven't listened yet. Has he, was there any anything? No, kind of, it's I kind of what you know. I know, you know, when someone's being like kind of, you know, he's been quite, you know, nice about it. And it's like, don't be nice about it. Oh, that's the worst. It. I would have rub just dug you face. out. I would have just gone straight rub it, rub it in my face don't a little bit, Don't be nice bit, about it. No, no absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but yes. His team looks good as well. It's, mm. You know, I was saying to him on the Scoutcast the other day, it was like Mares versus De Bruyne. Uh, Reese James versus Eiling and and like that was and then like Kane versus Mopay or something. I don't know. It's like this seems such a weird imbalance to to our teams. His his team is looking good. It's it's, it's no wonder that he's 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 climbing up the rankings because you know the four premiums are working for him. Mm. Um, you know he's 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 done well. He's he's really dug himself out of out of the hole. So yeah, fair play to him. He's got nine. Yeah, and I think I think he went the four heavy hitters, no and obviously that cheapened up the rest of his team but he's he's managed to get through that and um yeah. yeah hasn't got found out in terms of defense because you know cheaper defenders have done all right and the more expensive defenders and i can vouch for this haven't quite delivered chelsea have gone off the boil and man city james has been really disappointing i know, really I know. Disappointing. again he looks so good i mean the turns are there this is the problem with reese james in it's very much similar to cancello for me i've got reese james and cancello two players that you watch and you think well, there's a double figure return coming because they're getting forward so much. They're yeah. creating chances and they're in, as we're about to see, they're in the best defences. So surely I should keep them. And that's the problem. Once you have them, it's very difficult to get rid of a player like that. Um, it's like Trent, isn't it? It's like getting rid of Trent took me ages to accept that. And I, and it's the same with Reese James and Cancelo. I just don't want to accept that they're, they're a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, Reese James is 5-1, so I think he's a keeper anyway. I got him for 5 million even. So I don't think he's a problem at that price. But I think Cancelo is to me, even though he's only a little bit more expensive. So we're not we're not talking about Trent and Robertson level in terms of price. But 
when you see like likes of Target and Dallas and just James Justin getting big scores, well, this, this is it. I wanted, mean, the, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my my biggest problem with um with with like having the four premium strategy was it meant that obviously you had to take quite big sacrifices in the rest of the team. So I was looking at Joe's team and he's got like James Justin and Suchek and like, you know, players like, well, he hasn't got any, but like Che Adams, like for example, and stuff. Actually, these are guys that are actually delivering like really good, like solid points. All you need from that, those guys is five or six points a week and then your premiums to be firing and to get the right captain. And it's, you know, it's it's a really easy, it's a really easy rise up the rank. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really working. I mean, you know, I, I think the question mark is if, you know, when you know, if you've got a player like De Bruyne, what can you do with with the money if you're not captaining him? And this is this is what I was kind of trying to say mm, the other yeah. day. Because I mean, for example, this week I could sell Mope and get and get De Bruyne, so I'd have Brewster and and De Bruyne, for example, and then have and then be playing Suchek, or I could go for Grealish and Ings. So do I think Grealish and Ings could outscore De Bruyne and Suchek when I'm not captaining De Bruyne probably in in any of the matches? Sounds that are better, coming? doesn't it? Yeah. And it's it's I think it's a lot it's 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 closer I think than than people might might well, think. It's funny because I have got when we look at how my transfers later I've got exactly that kind of scenario to present to you and it's a real poser for me as to what to do. And so what we've talked about with De Bruyne and the fact that perhaps you can get more from liquidating those heavy hitters a bit more, only going for two or three. Uh, maybe that there is something there, but the four heavy hitter strategies work well for Joe and. At the moment, it's difficult. It's difficult to knock it. Let's look at what the top ten k are up to. They're, they're further away from us. Um, uh, <laughs> on, let's, that's that's not the template. There we go. There's the top ten k template. We missed game week twelve, of course. So this is comparing to game week eleven. Few movers. As you want to talk us through it? Yeah, a couple. So not I mean not huge movers, and, and not really that surprising. I mean Martinez has come back in uh, for for Mendy. So Mendy didn't last very long. Uh, and then, then he's back out. Defense unchanged. So you know, I think we are seeing a, a pretty solidified defense now in Walker Peters, Chilwell, just James Justin, Zuma, and Reese James. Yeah. You can't really argue with with any of those. Um, to be fair, I mean Kurt Zuma, for example, I thought he was a right flash in the pan. You know, you see them every season. A defender who gets he's, a couple of goals early on. He's unplayable on set pieces, isn't he? At the he's, moment. Is the the lift the the jump he has and the and the threat he has from from set pieces is is amazing. So, I think anyone that's got him and is is thinking of switching him out to to you know that might not have Reese James or Chilwell, I think it's it's not as easy a switch as I thought it was a couple of weeks ago. He's yeah, he's an absolute beast. <laughs> well, I've been looking at it and going, he's actually getting Zuma a better option than Chilwell at the moment because yeah. Chilwell doesn't seem to be offering that much going forward. And every time Chelsea get a corner with Mount delivering, and, and obviously when Ziyech is back, even better, Zuma's the threat, and and doesn't. I yeah. mean, everyone knows it. The opponents know it, but they don't seem to be able to stop him. I know. Um, was it four yeah. goals already this season? I mean, he, yeah, you know, not. But it's not out of the realms of possibility to think he could get nine. He could have had goals. another one against Wolves. I as know. Well. He, I know. He's, he's a really good chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then in midfield, um, yeah, not not huge change. I mean, Jota obviously left. He was in the template. He, he's left. He, Grealish came in, came came back in. So this was annoying because I sold Grealish uh, a few weeks ago. I uh, took a a point three um, price drop on him because I think I'm going to get him back, you know, pretty quickly. Took the point three, but he was due to come down in price because I had to look on FPL statistics. 
he didn't come down in price. He ended up going up in price. So he's now 0.4 more than I thought he was going to be. And you so, couldn't get him back. Well, I, I, I could get him back if I sold Mares, but it's the principle now. <laughs> 0.4, well, it should have been 0.2. Oh, never mind, I'm just being stubborn. Um, but yeah, and Grealish is back in for Jota. So the uh, the top the top 10K template is uh, Son, Salah, Grealish, De Bruyne, Fernandez. I mean, it's such a... It's a, you know, it's it's a strong, it's a strong midfield. It's just that it? one slot, isn't it? It's the Grealish Jota. I mean, there's one place there that's swapping, and that's it. But Zaha Son, was Salah, De Bruyne, yeah. and Fernandez yeah. are the locks at the moment for yeah. the top ten k. Similarly, up front, the locks are Kane and Calvert Lewin. Uh, Bamford's come in for Vardy though. Yeah, Bamford back in. Yeah. Not surprising. He's delivered, isn't no. he? Done Yeah, I mean, we 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 knew that would happen. You know, Vardy had a good run of fixtures, and they they're looking kind of less good now. Uh, the the trouble was I sold him a week a week too soon. I I should have kept him for that for that Brighton game. It's easy to say with hindsight. I don't think it's a black box lesson because I think anyone, well not anyone, but I think realistically Salah was such a just such a standout for that Fulham game um, going into it. I I knew I knew that Vardy Vardy has historically done well against Brighton. I, it was a very reluctant sale, but I just. I, I really wanted Salah for that game. <laughs> you never, you, like, you just don't know what could happen in that. They could win that five or six nil. And so I mean, we, I did, ask, I did ask myself this: Were we kind of whipped into a frenzy on Salah? Because there was a lot of it on Twitter. Um, we obviously fed each other as well with the fear of not having him. Um, do you, you don't think it was a mistake though? You think it was the right move getting him back, given the fixture? I mean, you, well, you look at you look at Vardy. I mean, you know, he had Sheffield United and Fulham, and he got a goal and assist. In that time, he wasn't exactly setting the world light. We talked about Brighton's resilience. Mm. You know, I, I, I always, I always had the sense that Vardy would would get a goal in that game, but I didn't really see him as the strongest captain option. If I'm looking at the strongest captain option, it was always Salah in that game. And I think the thing is, we we put Salah in a, in a Salah's just in a different bracket. I think to to anyone like you know, someone's. I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but they said, you know, if if. You know the the debate this week was Fernandez against Sheffield United or or De Bruyne against mm. uh, West Brom. If Salah's at home to West Brom, there's no debate. It doesn't no. matter what other player is is playing anyone else. You, no. you captain Salah, you know, and that's what Salah gives you. He, he's and he he gives you that because he he is so capable of delivering such monster hauls. So I, I I don't I don't regret I don't regret it to be fair. And and like you said, we got a bit lucky, but Salah. Delivered because that's what he does. Yeah, well, it's not just the monster halls. It's like you say, he always finds a way of getting something out of a game. I mean, he got one the other night with a deflected shot against Spurs. Um, so even when Liverpool aren't at their best, you always think there's a chance with Salah that he will get you something. Mm. Um, so that so the floor, if you like, is 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 quite high as well as the ceiling with Salah. Whereas you don't necessarily get that to the same level with every other captain option. And you're right, he, he basically, Salah ends arguments. When it comes to the captaincy, often he's the go-to and there's no debate. Whereas when you're dealing outside of him with Son, De Bruyne, Fernandez, Kane, there's always an argument to be had, I think. And Var- Vardy's very rarely in there, but maybe we should be bringing well, Vardy in a bit more. A, a good example is this week. So when, when I was when I was thinking about how I could maybe get De Bruyne in for this West Brom game, uh, you know, quite a few people are saying sell Salah, you know, and it's the hokey cokey type thing. You know, you bring De Bruyne in here, you bring Salah out here, you bring you know all all that kind of stuff. And I never felt uh, like I don't know. I never felt comfortable with taking Salah out. You know, they're playing Spurs. 
defensive stats have been really good. Mourinho's got them playing really solidly. I just never felt comfortable about taking about taking him out, and, it, and in the end, it was the right decision. This is why the the late rise the strategy of of you know of uh, taking these players out and, and bringing in other premiums it's it's so risky because you take someone like Salah out and it it can really hurt you. Mm. Uh, not it wasn't too bad this week maybe, but it, it I don't know I, I don't Salah is just a unless he's got coronavirus which was the one <laughs> the one thing or he's injured he's I think he's 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 not leaving my team yeah you can't write him off against any opponent and that and that's the issue with him as well let's look at what the top 10k did with transfers um De Bruyne was the most popular transfer in ahead of this game week and Grealish as well Suchek right up there interestingly yeah. um was a differential at one point his ownership going up all the time um the one name that leapt out for me there's John Stones that was unfortunate there was um <laughs> yeah some chatter on Twitter about is is Jones going to be worth an option? I think he'll come back in against Southampton, but yeah, he was he was party to rotation as we expected there. And the captaincy, thirty two percent were on De Bruyne going into this game. We can twenty eight on Fernandez in the yeah. top ten k. So very close, wasn't it? Yeah, pro- properly split. And then you know, then I mean, Fernandez by all accounts isn't having a, a great game tonight. And then you've got Kane at third, who also blank. So yeah, it, it wasn't a, a good a good week for for captains. Um, yeah, I mean, what what can you do? I mean, you know, you captain De Bruyne at home to West Brom, and you expect points. And nine times out of ten, I think you're getting them with with the way he played in that match. I think you're very unlucky to to not get anything from that. I mean, you did get something. You got two bonus points. Yeah, I wasn't it, expecting that. I wasn't expecting that no. at all. And I and I posted i was quite dramatic for once that's not like me is it um on twitter saying oh a big red arrow expected and then i then someone posted oh you got your two bonus points. I'm like, oh, okay yeah it was it was nice to get and in the end that could could be a real bonus for me literally because yeah. you know it's got me eight points instead of the four so yeah i was reasonably happy with that but watching the game he could have got a lot more out of that i had had sterling I mean, Sterling's miss was the worst. And Fernandez, yeah. Tonight, yeah, I mean, if 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 De Bruyne ends up outscoring Fernandez, that is, I've got away with it. I think got away with it. And it's, yeah, and it's, as the minutes yeah. roll by, and as his face drops, I get the feeling that that could <laughs> How many well minutes we through now. Seventy-two. Right, right. and he's still on, He's still on the four, the two points, double to four. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, let's look at uh, defensive data. Um, and what you, just what I'd like to say in my defence, people say to me, you know, why have you spent money on Chelsea and City defenders? I've doubled on them both. This is why, because Chelsea and Man City are over the season by far the top defences. I mean, after that, you've got Brighton and Southampton. This is looking at it in terms of minutes per expected goal conceded. Chelsea have conceded an XG um, every 112 minutes, and then City on 95.6. And then it goes down to Brighton on 82.7, somehow, Brighton. And then a whole pack of teams around the 70-minute mark. But Chelsea and Man City are still right out there on top. Um, and when you look at the last four game weeks, I mean, you think that, OK, well, Chelsea have looked vulnerable the last four game weeks. Well, the data says not that vulnerable. They're still not conceding many good quality chances. And you've got to say that the Wolves' goals, Pedence and Neto, were brilliantly taken goals yeah. by players that we talked about quite a bit this season and had contrasting kind of <laughs> fortunes with, haven't we? Really? Um, well, I've, all, I've always Neto. said Neto is, yeah. is you know, yeah. player, you know, potentially player of the season. You know, just right. a great pick. 
uh, you know, you don't need to go back on an earlier podcast to hear me say that. You know, no, you know, all those text messages that I got, yes, any of that, I don't know, need to dig that out. Yes, no. it's, it's, it's a given. <laughs> no, I mean, fair play. I mean, to be fair, I, I didn't think Wolves were going to score in that game. Uh, I, I thought, mm. you know, Fabio Silva up front, he he doesn't look, I don't want to say good enough because he's, obviously he's really young, but he doesn't look ready, I don't think, to, to really be leading the line for... For what you know, what would you what would you put Wolves as a top top eight, top nine Premier League team? Really, um, he he doesn't really good enough. But Pudence and, and Neto do do look really sharp. So I think they they are going to cause problems for for teams. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting one. I mean, Chelsea defense has just gone completely. I mean, Mendy suddenly doesn't look as assured as he did a few a few weeks ago. <laughs> I don't think we need to panic. I mean, you got double defence I, I I mean their fixtures aren't great Chelsea but I think the, this data shows that they're still not conceding many good opportunities um, so in terms of minutes per chance conceded City on top over the last four game weeks 11.6 Chelsea next on 10.6 those two quite away ahead of the pack they are the two best defences I think Chelsea will get as clean I mean I think what it is with these defenders though, you can't really predict when they're going to get clean sheets um, because yeah, they're giving up very few chances, but if 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 the opposition are good enough to take those half chances, then they're going to concede. And, that, and I think Chelsea have just been unfortunate, been on the end of some very good finishes yeah. over the last couple of games. So that's it. Yeah, and and and, and I think Reece, you know Chilwell's still been ticking over with you know got his assist again last mm. week. James has been has been unlucky. I mean, he hit the post twice in, in game week twelve. Uh, he had a bit more of a quiet game uh, against Wolves, but. Mm. You know, you, you can you can expect every number. It's actually City, though. I mean, I was watching that when I was watching that West Brom game. I was really cursing not having a City defender because you you think the way Pep has now is now setting up City, it does feel like it's stifling their attack. Mm, it um, is, yeah, quite a bit. But at the same time, it it is definitely boosting their defense. I mean, how many chances did West Brom having? They probably had what two, two chances. I mean, Carlin Grant should have done better earlier in the in, earlier in the match. Uh, but then they then they scored from their other opportunity. But I mean, City are really doing well at keeping keeping teams at, at arm's length. You've got to think as well the fixtures they've got are still good. They're mm. going to definitely keep more clean sheets coming up. And yeah, it's, it, it, Cancelo and Diaz for me, they are they're the ones to to be considering because yeah, it looks like Cancelo does have the starts now. I think he started yeah. seven of the last eight, and then this data shows it minutes per big chance last four game weeks. They've only conceded one big chance in the yeah, last four game weeks. I know. Yeah. Well, well above anybody else. So they're just not letting the opposition have a good sight of goal. But the own goal was horrific, wasn't it? The DS own goal. Oh. Um, Did you see so, that guy? There was someone who had a Mara's captain, Diaz Vice. Right. That's, that's, that's Well, he didn't get a minus score for his captain. He just no, got zero, but that is terrible that's bad luck. That's still, it's still, ooh, ouch. Yeah, I mean, a couple of more teams I want to pick out in the last four data. Spurs, um, minutes per big chance, 180. So they've only conceded two big chances in the last four game weeks. But they are conceding chances, um, a chance conceded every 6.3 minutes, which isn't great. I mean, that's well below some of the other teams in our table. And the other one I want to pick out is uh, Southampton, who, for me, Southampton's defence has improved, but they are letting in big chances, a big chance every 36 minutes. So 10 big chances in the last four game weeks, that equates to, which when they're playing City next, gives me some hope that oh, maybe I should keep De Bruyne. Um, but obviously City have got to take those chances, which they didn't do the other night. And finally, Leeds. Walker, then? 
Walker, yeah, we'll talk about him when we get to my transfers. We'll talk about what I'm going to do. Um, just want to talk about Leeds right at the bottom now, or in the last four game weeks. They are shipping chance after chance. I mean, it's it's great to watch, though, isn't it? I mean, I, mean, I was surprised how Newcastle got to them. I mean, I thought Newcastle yeah. at home, I could play Alien in this one, but I don't think you can. I'm looking at Alien now going, when am I going to play him? Because I don't think there's any game I look at and think that's a clean sheet. You can't do that with Leeds, can you? Yeah, uh, Bruno's off, by the way, just to, is he? Just to confirm. So not not sent points. off, is he? No, no, no. no. Two, you look two very points, depressed about it. You've taken that so well. Look at his face. Well, it's... <laughs> it's I a... drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, by the way? It's an old-fashioned. I'm on the hard stuff. Oh, just to celebrate. old-fashioned? Yeah, wow. it's an old-fashioned, yeah. Do it in yeah, style. Nice. Got the suit on. Might as well be sophisticated <laughs> with the drink as well. So yeah, Bruno, two good. points, yeah. But Leeds, Leeds I mean, that's really, that's really disappointing. That's really disappointing. Is it show over now? You just want to go and sulk? Is that what it is? Now? Yeah, so. well, it, you know, you, you sit through all that sit game and thinking, oh, I'm going to get something for my captain in two days' time. It's going to be really good. And then that happens. Yeah, a bit disappointing. Uh, yeah, Leeds. I mean, yeah, Leeds. I mean, Dallas. Uh, I said it a few weeks ago. I know Dallas is the one at the moment. I mean, Eiling at centre back is is nothing. Is literally, mm. I'd rather. Well, I wouldn't rather have no one, but you might as well just have no one because Leeds concede. He doesn't offer anything going forward. It's 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 just rubbish. Dallas, if you if you shipped, you know, if you wild card and you and you switched Eiling to Dallas, then then great. I mean, Eiling could still come good because obviously they've they've had injuries and you know when they get a centre back fit, it could see Eiling go back over to right back where he's much more effective. Which would be great, but at the moment I just wouldn't be playing Miling against. You know, I didn't play him at home against Newcastle. No, for well, this, it's just, for this but, reason. Cause... But I would say that even Dallas, yeah, okay, he's got more threat going forward. But I, I just can't see. I'd never look at a Leeds fixture now and go, "That's a clean sheet." No, just, they can. They just allow. They expose themselves to any team, don't they? In terms of yeah. leave themselves open. So it's difficult. I mean, it's great to watch. Like I say, but it's not they great kind if of you're fight... defence. They dip in and out, don't they? Like we we saw it early in the season. We thought, okay, well, they're never going to keep a clean sheet. And then all of a sudden, they they went on a bit of a run, didn't they? I think they got what two, like, two or three yeah. clean sheets in a row. Uh, and yeah, that's when they had from they, home. Yeah, away from home, they seem to have a bit. They have a policy and they tighten yeah. up a bit. At home, they're cavalier, aren't they? Yeah, I I, I, w- I wouldn't be backing them for a clean sheet. I, and I think you know, I, I think there's. Dallas is doing well, but I, I think there's better options around 4.5. I like Kufau. I like Walker Peters. Uh, you know, I, I think they're, they're stronger options than, than Eiling and Dallas, personally. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, let's look at some attacking data. This is where Leeds do excel. Um, over the season, they're second only to Liverpool. Liverpool right out on top. Minutes per XG, 47.4. Then Leeds on 52.8. Villa on 54. City on 57.2. So Liverpool and Leeds out in front. Interesting. City are creeping up, though. And in terms of minutes per chance, they're now creating chances at the fastest rate over the season. A chance every 5.6 minutes. So we're knocking the City attack and we're knocking De Bruyne's ability to get 20 assists. But this data shows that they are beginning, well, to get nearer a level that they were in terms of chance creation. Um, yeah. But you don't, I mean, you don't look convinced. <laughs> Well, chance chance creation is fine. It's it's having the, the the teams with the ability to to convert them, and you know it's it's kind of the same with Leeds and Bamford. I mean, mm. we you know Granville's in the chat. He's giving it oh, all to me tonight. Yeah, oh, well, he had you know, Bruno captain, so that's all right. You, you know, you know, you know what he's like. He's, he's, he's all there. But you know, to be fair on him, he, he Bamford. I mean, he was yeah. on one of the fir- he's our first guests or one of our first guests on, on thing, and he, he called Bamford and that and you know nailed it. But 
Bamford needs a lot of chances to con- to convert, and, and we see we see it as you know week on week, and you know it doesn't matter we, if he's getting six seven points a lot of weeks. I'm happy to have him in my team, um, but I don't know with, with City. It's 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 a really it's it's a really strange one because all those chances created are pretty much coming from De Bruyne, and it's like I I just don't think Jesus is is good enough. Like surely, <laughs> sure, I've said this for years. I've literally said this for years, and I've had so much. Even with it. Jesus up front, De Bruyne can't get his chances scored. It's just, well, he can't. Can I, I no. just, I just don't. I just honestly, I just don't get Jesus. And and Pep loves him. And you know, Pep's comments saying I would give so much to the team. I've honestly, this isn't like me just saying this. I've I've said this for like three years. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't get. I just don't get him. I, I I just don't get what he offers. He works he, he hard. He, looks... He's a he's a pressing striker. He closes down the opponent. He yeah, puts in a shift. But he doesn't. He just like they need they need a goal scorer. They need they've someone. Got one. They've got one. They've got Aguero. He's, he's going to be. They've got Aguero. Soon. Yeah, but he's gone soon. So what do they do? What do they do well, in the summer when Aguero's knackered? I, I'd wager as Jay's... the richest club in. The world, they're going to buy someone. That's what I would. So buy I someone. would go so, for that. But who? I don't know. So well, exactly, yeah. that's what I mean. Though they, they, that's that. That is what Harland, Jesus said. Like that. he sends that message of being a striker whose time is up at the club, and probably knows it. And that right. can't exactly yeah. be doing much of his confidence. Well, they're going to go buy Harland or, or yeah, someone, Harland, someone yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fair enough. It'd be, it'd be brilliant, but he he isn't he isn't good enough. He, he he just isn't good enough for that club, and and he, so, so when, whenever I see him playing up front for for City, I think they're not going to score that many goals in this game. He's going to get a hat trick of the weekend now. Um, <laughs> so the the fact that minutes per big chance, I mean, I can roll out all the data I want, but you're not going to change your mind. Minutes per big chance last four game weeks, City every twenty four minutes. Now previously, look earlier at the games in the they've season, had, they've had West Brom, they've yeah, had well, Fulham, I, they've had United. It's easy. United, yeah. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, in pre- previously over the season, minutes per big chance was their problem. They weren't creating good quality chances, but slowly but surely they're starting to do that now. So the evidence says that they ter- they could turn the corner. I think they need Aguero in the team. Right? They need a fit Aguero because I do agree with you, Jesus doesn't carry the threat. I, I actually thought he was tailored. I, I did think this was his season, I've got to admit. I thought in previous yeah. seasons, the only reason he wasn't kicking on was he wasn't getting backed. He wasn't getting 15 starts, you know, back-to-back 15 starts. Only when Aguero was injured, he wasn't getting the starts over Aguero. And I thought this season, Jesus will step up. He'll show us what the player he is that I thought he was. And I've got to admit, he's regressed, like Sterling has, it seems. And I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Mm. But I, I do have to agree with you that that is holding them back. Um yeah, but there's, there's two more things I want to pick out from the t- last four game weeks. Look where Liverpool are on this table. Right down there, minutes per expected goals, 84.9. So although they're at the top out for the season, the last four game weeks, their attackers regressed quite severely and they're like fifth and bottom. And look at the team at the bottom. And talk yeah. about Marino's tactics. I mean, if you wanted numbers to <laughs> show you what the impact is. That's amazing, isn't it? In terms of minutes per XG, last four game weeks, Spurs are bottom, 140 minutes per XG, which is ridiculous. Like West Brom are on 118 minutes, 0.4. So West Brom are looking more likely to score than Spurs at the moment. But of course, when you've got Kane and Son scoring XG-defying goals, it doesn't matter. 
those two it's, can score. I'm still that's XG, the thing. I'm still not. You know, I feel like I'm Jeff Stelling, You know, when he went on the when he went on the big run. I think it, I think it's you. It's got it's useful. You're such a dinosaur. That's what it is. I know, <laughs> but like it's got its. Uh, I don't know. It's got it. Things like that. I mean, Spurs. The Mourinho. There's no way Mourinho cares even slightly about XG. He's like of we'll not. just. Pump the ball forward to Son, and he'll just like Son. Son's it doesn't take into account the finishing of no. of a player. So Son, I mean, I I, I can't like I can't remember. I don't think there's a there's a more clinical finisher in the in the league than Son. Ooh. He's he's just big statement. Well, yeah, it is a big statement. But can you can you think of one? I, I don't no, know. I, I, just... I, at the moment, I'd have to say he's he's there's not. There's not anyone that comes to mind that I would say. He gets the ball with that position. Oh, I don't need just... to say that game, that name again. But the <laughs> Arsenal, the Arsenal striker and captain, I would say, is probably the best finisher when he's at his best. Uh, in my opinion. that is yeah, he's at the moment. At the moment, I mean, he's good. Aubameyang's good at finishing his own net at the moment. Not so much in the. Uh... <laughs> well, I think we really did score, yeah. but no, I think I think if you're banking on one player to slot in a one-on-one chance at the moment, I'd, I'd pick Son any any day. I think he's. And you know he's playing in a team which is so set up for his for his strengths. And I think the what's going to be interesting is is how that kind of develops. I mean, Liverpool really was perfect for Son because they were always just going to soak up as much pressure as they could and try and hit them on the counter. Leicester and Wolves are, are different. I mean, Leicester and Wolves were big, were big counter attacking teams, but now they're much more possession focused. And, and Nuno's built Wolves to be much more like Rogers has as well. So I wonder how effective Son's going to be in that. And then Spurs go on a really, really good run of games. Hmm. Uh, you know, they've got the Fulhams and, and all that kind of stuff. And again, I wonder how much does that suit Son? So I've enjoyed owning Son the last few weeks. He, he's done really well. But I, I think I'm I'm leaning a bit towards what you said with um, with, with Kane. I think Kane might might end up being the, the, the better pick out of, out of the both of them over the over the next kind of four or five games. But really? I think it's still difficult to choose close. from them. I mean, let's look at player data because this is where it, it it comes into the equation. So I've highlighted here the, the big hitters, if you like, De Bruyne, Kane, Vardy, Salah, and Bruno Fernandes. So this is over the season. Oh, I love by number minutes, one. Minutes per XGI, <laughs> non-penalty. So minutes per goal involvement, not including penalties. Number one at the moment, coming crashing in. New entry, Christian Benteke. But seriously, though, he does look... He is... If any, if anyone is a confidence player, it's Mr. Benteke. And, and Jamie's suddenly... Jamie's banned now for this game. <laughs> yeah, I know, because it would have caused <laughs> Liverpool problems, I think, because he, he has done in the past. So, um, yeah, that is a that is a blow. Um, silly as well. But, you know, he, he is a, he's a player that goes on streaks when he's got confidence in him. So we couldn't we shouldn't laugh at the fact that you know minutes per XGI non penalty last over the season now he's, he's he's top, but that's because he's played fewer games of course. But minutes per chance, sixteen point two minutes. So he's getting lots of chances. But then it gets serious. Calvert Lewin, Bamford, Giroud, who's a player we'll come yeah. back to. Uh the heavy hitters Ooh. though, top of the heavy hitters is De Bruyne at the moment. He is you know, XGI, a goal involvement, expected goal involvement every 157.9, and that is without penalties. Ahead of Kane on 165.3, Vardy 165.6, and Salah 168.1. Bruno's down on 172.9. This is before tonight's game. And then you've got to go all the way down to 34th place to find Son on 204 minutes 
per expected goal involvement. So slowly but surely, Marino's tactics is having an impact on Salah and uh, Son and, and Kane as they drop down this table. And De Bruyne is going up it. You know, for all the talk of, is De Bruyne worth keeping? He's, on assist. He's doing well. Yeah, it is largely on assist because he's got two goals and six assists this season. And he is shooting. And he had, let's face it, he had a good opportunity. Well, he had a, he nearly scored against West Brom on the near post. Johnston was low on another planet, wasn't it, that night? So I think I think De Bruyne has been unlucky in matches not to score more often. But you're right, he's only I, scored from penalty I, I, I just... 12 million for a midfielder who is so reliant on assists for a team who isn't performing well. Yep. I, I, I know. And, and like, I know that kind of statement can come and bite me because I know what City, you know, we saw it against Burnley. They're not playing well, but they can still hit five goals. And obviously they've got the players that can do it, but it, it is a lot of money for De Bruyne at the moment. Um, and I, I, I do, I don't think, I mean, they've got the Newcastle game, coming up but I think in the same week Liverpool have got West Brom is that right yeah I think West Brom yeah Mm. so so Salah's your captain yeah I mean it has to be right if you've got Salah and De Bruyne I I think I think I mean you know uh, look at Bruce he's going to set Newcastle up exactly the same way West Brom was set up Mm. and you know you you still you're still going to back a City win but I don't know about a, a four or five nil a four or five win. And no, they you say the same with, with Big Sam, he's going to set West Brom up, but mm. Salah has well, so much true. more of a goal threat. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that now, because, I mean, what do you what do you think we'll see from West Brom now? Because if we look, we look back at the, uh, the defensive data for them, we should have mentioned it then, they are bottom in terms of minutes per XG conceded, XG every 46.4 minutes. So that is the worst in the Premier League at the moment. And that's probably one of the reasons why Big Sam's come in, because that is the stat you'd expect to change now. Because what we know about Sam is he prioritises defence and he prioritises probably efficiency on set pieces is is the cliche. Is that is that really what we can expect from him? I was gutted, to be honest, when, what about when, they, when, they, when they sacked Billich. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, I, I lived in Birmingham for five, six years. Oh, I didn't know I that. Wasn't, I wouldn't say I'm a West Brom fan, but I've I've always had I've always liked them. They they you know it's that kind of area has a lot of you know um, memories <laughs> memories mm. for me. And uh, you know you've got, got Gemma Harrison on on Twitter, mm. someone I really I really admire. And you know I've I've always I've always really liked really liked the baggies, you know. Mm. Uh, so and I've and Slavan he's just got such a personality about him. Like watching him doing the Euro. Uh, commentary and I know you know the thing with England you know when he knocked you know we we can forgive that but I really like him as a manager and and what I saw from West Brom against City was a team that were really really playing for their manager and really wanted to get something and and deliver and there wasn't any part of me that thought this is a manager who's in trouble Uh, I thought you know this is probably where you expect West Brom to be kind of in a relegation battle they haven't got a particularly good squad uh, they've got a good manager. They're they're holding City now. They've got they've got they've got a strategy. They've got a plan. Yeah. So when when he got sacked, I was I was re- I was yeah I was I was actually quite upset. It was it was a shame. But Big Sam's going to come in, and I imagine he's going to do what he does at every team he's ever managed in the Premier League. He's going to focus on set pieces. He's going to tighten them up. 
he's going to I mean Hel Helgazi is probably going to be straight back in the team because he's the biggest player I think they've got in, in the squad well, it's, it's a giant the centre back it's a giant yeah. I was I was on the official pod today and Ajayi. I and, um, sorry Ajayi, I think yeah. Ajayi got six I think six goals maybe even more than that in the championship last season and I said on the official pod that if he was looking for a goal scorer, he'd probably be earmarking Ajayi he'd first and foremost over front. Charlie Austin because yeah. he'll just go, well, I've just got to get set pieces right and stick it on his head a few times. And we'll be fine. maybe Chris Brunt needs to come back to deliver. But yeah, I mean, that's what we anticipate. I mean, it is a mystery as to, I can only think they don't trust Billich for the window and they see the window now as their last chance. It's a roll of the dice. Let's get Allardyce in with all his contacts. He'll get some freeze in. What's JJ Kotcher up to these days? That kind of thing. It's 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 you know he's not going to pull those kind of signings out of it, is he? But but I guess that's what they want with Sam. They want him to use his contacts to bring some old heads in, tighten up, get some efficiency. And he is a results manager, isn't he? Uh, first and yeah, foremost, so, he's a results yeah. manager. Yeah. So I, I so there's I had to look at, at Sam's big Sam's uh, record at Everton because you know that was that was the job he had. He got very much maligned. You know, he ended up finishing eighth with them, which is 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 really a bad return. I mean, they had silver in. They they were struggling. They bought Sam in. He stabilised things and everything. Um, but he, I mean, he was criticised because of the way he got them playing. I mean, un, under Allardyce, they were ranked twentieth in the league for shots on goal. This is Everton. So this is a, mm, a this is a top right. eight. This is a top eight yeah. side. Twentieth for shots on goal. Nineteenth for shots on target. 16th for passing accuracy and 17th for shots faced. So they were still, they, they were awful, like attacking, and they were still near the bottom for, for the amount of shots they were facing as well. But somehow he managed to get them winning games, 1-0, you know, getting the draws up to 8th. So you say he's a results manager. I mean, it's exactly what it is he doesn't care about the style he doesn't you know that means absolutely nothing to him it'd be the ugliest game you've ever seen in your life and if he gets a point out of it he's he's probably quite happy so it's, if you're your man Pereira he's going to be giving out the bibs that's about it all he yeah is. absolutely <laughs> What's, know. you know he's not an allardyce player is he it's like uh, hello no fella, what do you do well i i'm i create chances i dribble around yep, you're yeah, ben don't, you, don't need any of that <laughs> <laughs> can you take a long throw no Get it. Yeah, there you go <laughs> yeah it's, i mean i don't know how i'd feel if i was a west bomb uh fan i guess if he saves you and you build from there you love it don't you when you'll take the bad football and you'll take what you're about to see um, but you will feel gutty because Billich to me was a gent, right? And I think you're right. For me, I always liked him as a man and um, I don't like to see it when when it looked like he had a fighting chance of keeping him up. I don't think he would have done, but I think he would have had a, he still had a fighting chance. They had a two-year plan for promotion. He gets them promoted in one year yeah, and gets sacked yeah. after. And it's not like they've lost every game. Like They're still, they're, they're still well in it. I was like, it doesn't. It just doesn't sit right. But it strikes me of a, of a of a chairman who doesn't really watch a lot of football, and and makes decisions based on. He looks at the table and goes, "Oh, we're not doing very well. Oh, one all draw with City. It's That's not very good." Being, money, though, it's, isn't it? It's money, right? Yeah, of course. And, it and is. I think I think they think they've got more chance of staying up with Allardyce, and they probably think they've got more chance of having a good window with Allardyce as well, because he'll get his contact book out and. He'll pull a few rabbits out of hats, I guess. Yeah, um, we'll see. Probably we'll see what we'll see what he does. Um, let's look at back to the player data because I want to go back to this. This is the last four game weeks. Look at the name at the top of the list: minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. Last four game weeks, 
Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez has been expected to be involved in more goals than any other player over the last four game weeks. And yet, you know, he got that he had the big game week and he... I mean, he was unlucky in the in in the matches around that not to get more. How are you feeling now about Mahrez? What what what's your thinking? Oh, I've got I've got I've got some thoughts on Mahrez. Right. <laughs> I I I honestly think the the reason City drew that game yesterday was not playing Mahrez. And I, and I think if if you look, you know, what I can't understand, and it, it's it's something I talk about with 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 some of my friends actually. Um, I remember we watched a. Uh, a Champions League game and and Pep played De Bruyne on the right wing. I think it was against Leon or whoever knocked them out of the the Champions League last year. And we were just thinking, why doesn't Pep just play strongest team like week in week out? And he he he, he definitely over he, he's like an FPL manager. Yeah, I think he overthinks things. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> is. Overthinks too much. He should play FPL and because uh, yeah. he'd be on Twitter and everything with us. It'd be right fun, wouldn't it? Uh, because yeah. because at the moment, I honestly think in that team, a team that's kind of underperforming how they should be. I think Mares and De Bruyne are, are, are just so, so far among you know so far Why above everyone else. Why didn't he bring him on? The team. When, when I, I was looking at that match, going, this needs more Mares. It's this crying needs... out for him. Sixty I know, minutes. I don't understand I it. I, I can't understand it, and and I think for, from an FPL point of view, it's it's ridiculous because you you can't keep a player who the manager doesn't have that that faith in. You know, if if the manager isn't bringing him on after 60 minutes in a one-all, if the manager is subbing him off against United, okay, he missed a good chance, but he was still... I mean, you know, he subbed him off against United in in that game. And I I know he missed that one-on-one and it was ridiculous because he he just needed a bit of lift just to take it over there and it was was stupid. But he was still creating chances in that game and he was still looking lively and they bought him off and nothing changed. Like, it, it, you know, it was, it got worse if anything. And I look at Mahrez at the moment and, and, you know, I, I've said this before at the moment, he looks like he's in a vein of form for city where he, he is, he, he could, he, he could become one of, you know, he, he could be hitting the, the best like form of his life, like for them. And even better like, than the Leicester title winning form. Well, possibly because he, you know, he's playing with better players. He's he's playing in a team which has bigger aspirations. But you just you've got, just you've had got a the go at Jesus. Hold like on, Pep. hold on, rewind. He's playing with Jesus, who you thought was terrible. So you know. Well, okay, forget about Jesus. But right, Rodri, okay. oh wait, Rodri's crap. Gundo, oh no, he's crap as well. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe sticking back, maybe sticking back with Leicester. I don't know, like, but you know, there's a different kind of mentality, isn't there? Like Leicester, the underdog mentality compared to compared to yeah. City. And they're not playing but... on the break like Leicester did. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's it's a difficult one having Mahrez in my team because I don't really want to sell him because I feel like he's got Southampton. He's had a he's had a rest now, he's got Southampton. Yeah, you can't next. sell him. I feel like he's important. I, I honestly yeah. I feel like with, with Southampton and Newcastle next and the and the form they're in, I feel like he is too important for them for Pep to drop. But that yes. said, do I think Pep will play him, start him in both of those yeah. games? No. Well, he, well, okay. Well, what? Why didn't he bring him on? Right, you're one all with West Brom, and you're trying yeah. to get a goal, and you you bring on Carl Walker just to piss me off, and don't bring on Mars. <laughs> why? why Must why? listen to Black Box. He's an why? Az, team as. <laughs> I um. Why didn't he bring Mahrez? And I've got a fit. The only reason I can think that he didn't bring Mahrez on, and the only reason I can think of, and it's not going to go down very well, is that his plan A is to rest De Bruyne 
at Southampton and he felt that he needed Mares completely untouched, ready to go. And I'm not saying he will now because he can't. They've just dropped points. So he won't think about it. But I, I can only think in his mind, because I'd love playing this. I love trying to get into Pep's mind because he's so you easy do, to don't read. You, you, you he's so easy time. to read. Right? <laughs> um, the only reason I can think of where he wasn't bringing on Mares was either that Mares is ill and just didn't feel well enough to come on. He's got a knock and wasn't fit enough, but then why is he on the bench? The only reason I can think of is he wants to keep him totally preserved for Southampton because he's going to be a big player for them. And then they could. They could play Bernardo. They could play Mares. They could play Foden and possibly rest De Bruyne. That could have been in his mind. It's not going to happen now because they drop points, so he can't afford to. But I, that's the only thing I can think of, that that was his plan. Yeah. Because I, I don't... I mean, when you're trying to break a team down, Mares is probably... In terms of players who can pull something out of a hat, up there with know. the very best, isn't he? I know. I my, my 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 counter argument would be, you know, Mares had played the he'd started the last three games, he'd played in the Champions League, the kind of dead rubber, but then he was bought off early. But then at the same time, if you know that you're not going to bring Mares off the bench, why even play him? Yeah, like, I know. Why there, put there him was, there? Why even put him on the bench? Sorry, like there's, I know. there's no. There's absolutely no reason to even have him on the bench because you know they're they're drawing against West Brom and you don't bring him on. Like when when do you bring him on? If I don't you, know. you're not going to bring him on if you're winning, you're not going to bring him on if you're drawing or losing to West Brom. It makes no sense whatsoever, and it's what's so frustrating. It's it's why I think like genuinely, I think um, like the only attacking player really should, that that can be considered is, is De Bruyne because he's he's just it's just too much like it's you watch that game and you just think god's sake like how has Mares not come on for mm. Mares? i'd rather have had 30 minutes of Mares against west brom than 90 minutes of mope against mm. um fulham and okay that's a very like you know <laughs> I, I, pep obviously is thinking oh, i've got to think about as his fpl team here well who like, knows who knows what is he thinking but, but like it's you know it's I just can't. I just cannot understand why Mares didn't come on in that game. No, I, I, I can't. Like there is no, and the, he got sixty minutes against United as well. So it wasn't like he played the whole ninety. I know. It that's why. What is no he saving sense. him? What is he saving him for? Was Was he having a nice chat with him? And he thought, I want to keep chatting to you, so I'm not going to put you on. What was well, he I think thinking? He's pissed off with him. I think he was pissed off with him for missing for missing the chance against United. And he's got this thing now, which is you know, you make a mistake and you get punished. So it's all not, I it's can not working, hope is that, it's not working no. this policy. Well, no, because it's stupid. Because players yeah. need confidence. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to the big subject. We've had an hour. It's time to look at the double game weeks, um, blanks and doubles. Um, interesting because yeah, we've yeah, we've got two different perspectives here. Because you haven't got your wild card, and I have. I'm trying not to look smug, but I've had a few drinks. And I can't <laughs> help it. Um, yeah, I. Obviously, I've got a very different approach to this. Right now, I don't really care because I can think about it later. Whereas you have got to Great. start Next. planning. Yeah, is that <laughs> but you can't do that. You've got to look at this and go, right, what am I going to do? What What is my thinking going to be going into this? So the graphic we've got up on screen shows, first of all, the teams that have got a fixture in Game Week 18 uh, in order. And these this is taken from Fancy Football Scouts ticker, which is a great tool. I came up with that. Brilliant idea. Um, top is Man, Man City, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Arsenal, Spurs, Wolves, Everton, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Brighton. These teams all have a fixture 
uh, in game week 18 uh, and Man City stand out on top. We've spoken about Man City just a few times tonight. Mm. Uh, they've got Brighton in game week 18 at home. So ideally, you're going to go into game week 18 with three City players. Now, I looked at your squad and I looked at mine. I've currently got six players who are going to be active in game week 18, although one of them is Brewster. Not sure that really counts. You've got seven, although one of them is Mitchell. Not sure that really counts. Mm. <laughs> so right now, are you looking to free hit or are you not looking to free hit? That's yeah, the first I mean, question. I, I've got to be honest, I haven't spent a massive amount of time looking at it. I, I did I did look at what players I have in, in, you know, what players I have in the blank game week and which players I have in the in the double game week. And it looks like my team at the moment is skewing towards having more players in the in the double. So, looking at it kind of logically, I think I think it's going to be free hit in eighteen and and build my team for nineteen. Uh, so that is that is actually affecting the the transfers that I'm I'm thinking about making. So well, it, it has makes to. players yeah. like yeah, I mean it makes players like Adams and Ings uh, and Liverpool defenders a lot more attractive. It actually makes players like Grealish less attractive because they've got the game in eighteen and and not in nine and not the double in nineteen. Uh, and the same with City as well. So, yeah, I think at the moment it's it's going to be a, a free hit in 18. Now, can I change my mind on the basis that... Now, I'm quoting Ben Crillon here, who is the... He dabbles in fixtures. <laughs> no, no, I can't say that again. Double, that the, was a good double. Yeah, he, he is the maestro <laughs> when it comes to fixtures. Now, the double game weeks in the blanks is complicated. That is why Ben Crillon gets up in the morning, though. He, he lives for this, right? The complexity it. behind it, right? And he, he lives and breathes it. So everything we're about to say is from him. I can't take any credit from it. But there's a couple of things to regard, to consider here with the free hit game week 18 in that the FA Cup quarterfinals will come later in the season and that will knock out more fixtures. And, and there, it's possible that the blanks there could be just as severe, if not more, when it comes it's game week 29 where it could hit. So are you not thinking, can I get away with it this time? Given the fixtures, I mean, City play Brighton, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Sheffield United, Newcastle, these aren't great fixtures. So when you're free hitting, you haven't got a banquet on which to feast on when it comes to building your free hit team. That's the problem. So is that crossing your mind at all? No, but you would have the wild card, right? I would have the wild card later on in the season mm. to deal with it. But do you not want to save the wild card for double game weeks and then bench boost with that? Yeah, but then the theory would be, I guess that I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's tricky. I mean it's 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 that kind of short term gain and and long term pain. But I think when you when you've got, it feels to me that we've got the opportunity, or I've got the opportunity to to build my team for a week and not worry about a potential yeah. banana skin for a lot for a lot of people. And you never really know what's going to happen like further down the line. Yeah. Um. And I, and I've been guilty. I mean, you know, I think last season, I think I I. I saved a lot of chips towards the end of the season and it it didn't really it didn't really work out very well. I think there was less double game weeks than even the mighty Ben predicted or there wasn't as many, you know, some teams got knocked out of the FA Cup and they wasn't the double game week wasn't as exciting yeah, as you kind of thought right. it would be. Yeah. So there's things there's things around that. I mean, you know, this is this is concrete information that we have that these teams True. will blank and these teams will have a double. And that kind of sways it for me, um, I think, just to just to use them now and and, and to try and get ahead at this stage. And it could it, it could work, you know, it could work one way. Where later in the season, it it might have been a better option to save. But I think our you know what's the saying? A cat in the hand is worth two in the 
bush. bush. That's not the same. I don't know. Some it's not, same. It's not, it's not, not that cat in the hand. Bird in the hand. Yeah. It'd be a bird. A cat, a cat. cat in the hand. A cat in the hand is going to be quite uncomfortable, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, you don't want that. Um, not one of my cats either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other thing, you're, you're absolutely right. We know this information, right? We know this in advance, whereas what we don't know is what teams are going to make it to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And it could be that only a couple of Premier League teams make it. Who knows? We don't... We don't uh, and also, we don't know how much time we'll have ahead of that blank to manage our transfers to cater for it. Whereas we do know how many game weeks we've now got before game week 18 to manage our squad for this. So I think you've, if you don't have a wild card, you've got to choose one or the other. You've got to either aim your transfers at the blank or aim it at the double game week. And, and the right choice, I think, if you haven't got the wild card, is to aim it at the double game week, I think, and free hit in 18. So I think yeah. I'm with you there. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what our free hit teams are um, mm. when it comes to that, because the fixtures aren't brilliant. I think, obviously, you've got to make sure you've got a captain. So it's probably going to be either Son or Kane, Spurs play Villa away, or it's going to be a City player at home to Brighton. Um, so you're probably going to, if you free hit in, you're going to have three of each from that team, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. So you'll have you'll have the choice if you free hit. Well, then, then the exciting thing is in, in 19, it's, it becomes um, triple hit. Uh, triple hit. Oh, I can't even. Tri- triple captain. Triple captain. <laughs> probably, yes. Probably a triple hit as well, but, or, but triple captain territory, right? Or bench boost. Now, where do you stand on that? What would you do? Uh, say that you get 11 double game week players by then, right? That's probably not enough to bench. So you're not going to bench boost because you're not going to be able to go to 14. Now, I would probably look at bench boost because I can wild Well, this is what I was going to say. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back to you with the wild card. Will you be looking yeah. to, to bench boost in this? In Absolutely. This because, Absolutely. Yeah, that's what, because I was, that's what I was going to we say. We all yeah. know how incredibly powerful the bench boost is. Never fails, does it? Never fails. Never lets us down. No, I... Never, never no. any benchings or no. you know, anything like that. Oh, no. I'll, I'll get... I'll get I'll get I'll get 15 players that play two games. Absolutely yeah. no doubt about it. No, I I will bench boost with the theory that I will it will be effective because So so when we so when are you going to wild card? When's your wild card? When, this is it. I'm going to wild card. We're going to have to have a live stream when I wild card because I promised we would, right? So I'm going to wild card on the, right? 27th right and it's this is oh, a funny what a story. Stream. This what is a stream. this is a funny you'll love this because we're meant to have <laughs> We're meant to have Pips, um, my partner's half-sisters and their family round that day right? <laughs> on the this. 27th, right? <laughs> and so I've been trying to go, I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm going, well, I don't really want a family affair going on when I need to be thinking about the wild card because I've got to play it that night <laughs> and make all my transfers that night. Right? So I've been, I've been trying to use the COVID and the tier three thing to try and sew doubt and try to go well, I don't, I'm not sure I hope Pip's be, not listening to this she's probably going to hear me <laughs> I knew it <laughs> so I've been trying to say to her I don't you know do we need to take that risk having people round on the uh, you know we shouldn't be doing they're in London they're coming into a tier two they're in I'm tier just three. not comfortable I'm just not comfortable <laughs> <laughs> and basically it's, it's, it's happened I, I think I've swung it I think it's worked I don't think they're coming so I think there's every chance I will get a clear day. Right? So you've this ruined be, Christmas, but you might have a successful wild card. That's good. Yeah, exactly. That's good. I, you know, what does that matter? I've got to play with a wild card that day, right? So basically, sorry, I've, I've managed. To, she's probably heard me and now she's ringing them up going, no, you're definitely coming. Um, you, you're coming. But, yeah. yeah. But I think I've got that day. That's all I've got. All I've got is 12 hours, right? So we're going to be streaming on the night of the 27th. And... Um, 
I'd have probably drunk even more at that point. I'll get the beers um, in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crazy stream, my man. <laughs> and I'm going to be picking my wild card for the double game week 19, uh, with a view to bench boosting in 19 as well. Um, that's what I'll be doing. Um, but you're, I guess, you'll be now be, be looking at your transfers and making sure you're getting double game. Yeah, see, in. that, that's, that's right. in, it's interesting because that's the difference now between us is that I'm, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at my transfers and thinking I need to kind of, I need to maximise this. So it, it may, you know, it makes players like Ings and Adams, who, who are two players that I've been thinking of anyway, suddenly much more appealing because they've got that double and I don't need to worry about the, the blank because that's probably when I'm going to be free hitting anyway. So yeah. if only I had some kind of really crap six million striker that I could easily switch to <laughs> a Southampton striker. Yeah, yeah. That's what I wish. He's ready to isn't he? Yeah, um, let's, so. let's look at the uh, double game week fixtures, though. So West Ham are top of the ticker with Burnley and West Brom at home. Now, that was, ironically, the first double game week revealed was the fact that West Ham would play West Brom and they would have a double game week. And everyone got excited about West Ham. And I was like, oh, well, don't get excited about West Ham because there's, <laughs> there's better to come. And then as, as it turns out, West Ham actually are the best team to look at over the double game week with those two fixtures. Um, Leeds play Brighton and Southampton at home. And this is what's cool. Some of the teams have got two home fixtures because of the way that it breaks up. Uh, Chelsea have got Fulham and Leicester away. Liverpool, United and Burnley at home. West Brom, Wolves and West Ham away. Southampton, Leicester and Leeds away. United, Liverpool and Fulham away. Leicester, Southampton, Chelsea at home. Fulham, Chelsea and United at home. Burnley, West Ham and Liverpool away. So, which teams are you prioritising with your transfers, Mr. As? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, like I said, I think Southampton, Southampton are so good at the moment. Uh, you know, the fact they're they're playing Arsenal, and I know Arsenal haven't been good, but you know, you're looking at a one-all draw against Arsenal and thinking, ah, Southampton should have won that game like, yeah. quite comfortably. Um, They've I gone think. up a level or two, haven't they? They have, yeah. And I think the the question marks are around who's better out of Adams and Ings. I mean, Ings Ings is obviously two two million more expensive or two point two, but has the penalties, but Adams is is just chipping away every week, assists, goals, everything. So, you know, there's there's questions around them. Uh, Liverpool as well. So, you know, Robertson is still doing well. Another assist. I I do still think though, if you can time Trent right, if you can <laughs> if you can get that transfer in, you know, if you because no one's considering him at the moment. He's a he's a kind of a ready made differential, especially with with Liverpool with the, yeah. with the double. He's he's going to be in my wild card, isn't he? You just know it. Is he? So, yeah, I don't blame I think so. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the the main one for me there is 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 amazingly West Ham because if Antonio's fit, he's got some weeks to to finally get some fitness. Hopefully, because he'll be he'll be straight in if he's fit. Uh, Suchek and and Kufal as well. I mean, so that's what you're going to do. I mean, I think. You're right. I mean, the players that what you've got to do with this is you've got to target the talisman first, and it's the players that yeah. will get two games because because of the fixture congestion and the turnaround, there will be rotation. But if you're looking at, I mean, I'm looking at Creswell, and I'm thinking there's no way he gets rested, right? Um, Kufal. I mean, to be honest, West Ham's rotation is going to be minimal. Kufal could because they've got Fredericks, they've got Johnson. Uh, but I think Creswell, for me, would be the option because he's got the set pieces as well. Um, Bowen, I look at Bowen, I think they're not going to play two games without Bowen. He's too important to them. Although they could. I mean, they've got Ben Rama, they've got Lanzini, they've got options. So their attacking players are much more difficult to target. With That's useful, some... Mark. 
assuredly. They are, though, aren't they? This is it. They got Ben Rama, They couldn't Lanzini. play. They couldn't play. They might not play. Well, what, what do you feel about Bowen? <laughs> do you think Bowen is a good option? Because for me, I look at Antonio and go, it's a fitness doubt. He could get injured against Burnley and not play West Brom. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I, I mean, don't know and, if I'd risk him. Antonio, across any fixtures which are close together, is going to be a risk because yeah. he, he just isn't putting the minutes the minutes together. Um, I, I think I think Kufau is is pretty safe because yeah. whatever system they play, he's he's kind of the linchpin um, of of you know wing, he's the, he's a wing back. You know, he, he sort of the assist he got yesterday. Uh, you know, I think he's really important to how they how they play now. Um, yeah, it 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 is. It's it's hard to predict, isn't it? You never know who's who's going to be benched. It's a lot of it's kind of result based. A lot of it's kind of uh, uh, you know system based. So it's hard. It's hard to say. But yeah, I, I think I think Kufal and, and Suchek are, are are pretty safe options in that. Bowen, I really like Bowen, but is he consistent enough? To, oh no. Like, no. To I mean, you got to think as well. You know, you you you're wild carding, but these are players who. After this double game week, you're going to have in your team. It's not like they just disappear. Yeah. You're going to have, are you going to be happy with Jared Bowen in your team? Like going forward, I'm going to have them for game week 17 as well. Um, so oh, I mean 16 and 17. So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to wildcard after 15. So I've got two game weeks before I get to double. So I can't take too many chances because what you could do if you're wildcarding like me is you could aim at the double game week and completely break yep. your team. And then, then you're just trying to catch up in game week 19. So I've got to be well, wary of going too crazy. It's, it's exactly the same as me. I mean, if, if I focus all of my transfers on, on getting double game week players, I can miss single game week players mm. who, who who's like Grealish, for example. Grealish has suddenly come right down my my like uh, priority list. But would I be surprised if he had a 10-12 pointer against West Brom? Not really. <laughs> you know, it's Derby, it's Grealish. He's had an amazing game tonight by all accounts, but hasn't actually raised any points. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if he got big points. So you, you've got to, you've got to, you have definitely got to weigh it up. It's, it's, you can't just, I think that's the problem is you can be so focused on your target of, I need 11 double gaming players for this game. I'm going to ignore everyone else. I'm going to bring in Danny Ings this week. Oh, he's got City at home. Oh, it doesn't matter. If he's, you know, I'll be fine. I'll agree he's got West Bryant. Doesn't, you know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I've been guilty of it before. Um, I guess it's a little bit easier for you because you've got the wild card. But yeah, like you say, you've still got those two game weeks to navigate. Yeah. And I mean, and looking at the, if we look at the ticker here and we look at game week 16, Spurs are at top of the ticker anyway in terms of uh, fixture difficulty for goals over the next six game weeks. But in game week 16, which is the first game week, and game week 17, Spurs, although they, they don't have a double game week in 19, so I wouldn't necessarily be looking at their players, how can yeah. I not look at Kane and Son for Fulham and Leeds at home? And Leeds, yeah. I know, amazing. So my strategy, I think, will be is I'm going to go, probably going to get Kane and Son with the wild card, and then my transfers from 16 onwards is to get them out ready for the double <laughs> wow. game Wow. Yeah. Well, I think I have to, don't I? I have to keep them for 16, 17, get them out for 18. Well, I can't because I'll be free hitting then. So I'm going to have to save two transfers to get them out for 19. But then they're at Sheffield United. I mean, it's it, we we, <laughs> really we play up. Yeah, we play up the double game weeks. I mean, every season we say this, we, we overplay the double game weeks. I mean, Granville, I don't know if he's still about. He always says this. We always put too much importance on double game weeks. And we also blow up the importance of the bench boost and the effectiveness of it. So we have got to be careful. So although I'm feeling quite good about having my wild card 
about to try and help me with this i'm mindful of the fact that it's likely that i'll put too much stock into that double the thing is if you it's just that thing though if you nail it if you nail it just right i mean last last year i i bench boosted with delafeu and he got i think he got two goals in the first game he ended up with about 17 18 points and i got about a 35 point bench boost and my right honestly my rank went from like 600k to like 110k or something it was it was an absolutely massive thing so yeah we we can overplay you know we saw it with like triple captains like Mane last season gets injured in the first 20 minutes and everyone's absolutely devastated like it's horrible but there are there are big big jumps to be made if you if you get it right and that's and that's what it's all about isn't it you you, we play this game for fun we play this game to try and maximize our points like the double game are exciting. I never want to be someone who's like, I'm going to underplay the double game because I don't think there's many. I want no, to be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to attack them. I'm going to get 40 points for my captain. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And the other thing is, we, the hardcore player lives for double game weeks because we yeah. presume that the, I hate to say this, the casual player will not use it and exploit it to the full. Or, or have already used it. They've used it game week one on a They've used the know, chips. random bench boost for three points. It's, <laughs> yeah it's what we hope so we see we see this as an opportunity it's like i follow ben krellin i know what i've got my chips i'm gonna be able yeah. to get an advantage here and so the arrogance sometimes of the hardcore player is oh well the double game week is what's going to turn my season around and i'm going to use my chips effectively and the casual players aren't going to know what they're doing and i'm going to catch up we've got to be wary of overplaying that but i i that's what happens and 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 twitter will be all about that and i'm, I'm sure we'll be talking on those terms because we can't help but get excited about it and that's just the way it is one thing that i should say is this is not final yet and, and ben said on his twitter recently that it's you know it's worth noting that depending on the efl cup results the week after this game week there could be additional fixture changes that could affect the blanks. As in, I think it's Burnley, Man United could possibly drop into game week 18 yet. So there could be more changes to come yeah. depending on those. So if you're, you know, keep keep watching this show for more information on that because we're going to keep ripping it off of Ben Quellin and, and telling it to you now as if it's our ideas and our, our, our research because yep. it's not. It's Thanks, Ben's. Ben. Yeah, exactly. But yes, it's a complex <laughs> situation and we're going to be talking about it for the next couple of shows. Well, the next show, which will be on the 23rd, and then the one after that will be the drunk wild card on the 27th. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I just hope that the family aren't coming around. After all, I hope they're all there in the background. <laughs> no, <laughs> can't be doing that. Uh, let's look at the game week fixtures then. Let's talk through these. Um, I did think this is where Jay excelled himself because he actually started analysing what was going to happen. He, did, he didn't just pick scores out of the thin air. He actually anal- Did you spot that? He analysed. That's why we're not getting back on. It's too much, too much, too much analysis. Yeah. I know, I didn't like that. But, but let's I got a couple copy- right last week though. So yes. I'm quite happy with, with, with mine. Not that we yeah. not that we uh, record them, but I was no. I did quite well. I think we don't record them for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> let's look at Saturday's first of all, the early kickoff. Now, some will go into this with Salah as captain. Uh, we'll talk about captaincies in a bit. But Palace versus Liverpool, it looks on paper to be tricky given Palace's form, and they're going to sit deep and catch try and catch them on the break with Zaha as a not Benteke because he's suspended. So I. I my instinct says that, you know, it's not a good, it hasn't got good memories for them, Sellers Park, obviously. Mm. Um, 
I think it's a Liverpool win, but I don't think it's by more than a, one or two goals. So what's your thinking here? Yeah, I completely agree. And and I the the one good reason I was I, I thought you know that Spurs game for for against Palace was going to be really tricky because it it really didn't play to their strength. So I predicted the the draw for Spurs in that and and, and got it. But I think I think Liverpool, like we saw last night, have have just got a bit too much. Like they had a bit too much for Spurs in the end. Uh, so I think I, I agree. With you. I think it's going to be a Liverpool win. Um, what I like about Palace though is I look at their team now and like because they had all the injuries at the start of the season, uh, it was difficult to know kind of how they'd shape up. It now looks like a Hodgson. It looks like the team that he wanted at the start of the season. Like he's got Eze now on the left, Zaha's yeah. up front. They've got like the defence sorted, like Van Anholt's back. And I don't know, it just feels, it feels like he's now happy, you know, and there's a good there, feeling there, around There's them. more about them. Eze has made a difference. There is. He's taken the pressure off of Zaha. If Benteke is confident now, then that, carries a threat at last I, I like Palace now actually yeah me too um, I wouldn't want to if yeah. I was if I was any team in the league I wouldn't want to be going to sell her pass at the moment sell Hurst Park at the moment uh, I reckon I reckon like a 1-0 Liverpool like yeah. really narrow I, 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 I think that I think they might get 2-0 two, two on going for Southampton Man City then do you, first of all do you see Southampton scoring because I'm carrying two City defenders into this probably hmm. so do you see Southampton scoring um, in this game, I think yeah, you do. I think if I, if I'm looking at teams in the league who I think can get at City, uh, and and actually I I didn't really give West Brom a chance because I thought if you've got a team like West Brom or Burnley or someone like that who just sits back so deep, doesn't really try and play, eventually City will just find a way through. Mm. But I think this one is is interesting because I, I, Southampton aren't just gonna defend like how Bruce is going to set Newcastle up or how Billage said West Brom up they're going to attack I think it's, I think they'll I think they'll get a goal I think City will win it um I think it's going to be two on City I think I think they I think I think they they will have enough but again I don't think it's going to be easy for them no and it could be that Sound and get something from this um I'm tempted to go one all but I'm going to go that City win I, I... I think it'll be two one. I'd like to keep a clean sheet there, but I, I think you're right. I think they'll nick it um, with a goal conceded. Low. Everton Arsenal. Now I was on the official pod today, and Adrian Clark, who is um, an Arsenal fan, uh, said he is considering captaining Calvert Lewin. That's how much he is confident in his <laughs> <Wow>. own team. <laughs> um, now they haven't got Gabriel, of course, because he's suspended. So there is disruption at the back for Arsenal. So you can kind of see the logic that Calvert-Lewin will cause some problems. And I kind of do, I do fancy Everton here. After seeing what how they played at Leicester, suddenly I'm thinking, well, maybe there's, defensively they're not that weak. And Arsenal don't offer too much in attack. But then, you, you know, they clicked a bit in the second half. I'm mm. going to go 2-1 to Everton. Yeah. Wow. And I, I think Calvert Lewin will do well actually. I think I'm glad I've kept him now, given that this will be a mm. game I think he'll he'll flourish in. What your what's your I, thinking? Yeah, I mean it, I think Arsenal being lo- losing to Southampton and getting a player sent off and managing a draw out of it is is especially against Southampton, who are a really good side, was a really big result for them. And I know I you know, Arteta kind of said, you know, this is this this, this is a this is a big result for us. And everyone's like, yeah, well, you should be beating Southampton, all that. Yeah. But really, I think you know, any team that's ten men against Southampton with what 20, 30 minutes to go would take a point. I mean, 
I mean, as a Brighton fan, obviously, but you know, it's any 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 player, any any team would. They're they're really good. They're really really good at the moment, Southampton. Mm. So yeah, it's it's all great to them. But I just Everton are in a good run of form at the moment. They you know getting the result against Chelsea, um, beating Leicester. I mean, two games where it could all have all have fallen apart, really, given what they were happening before what's happened before them. So yeah, I think. <sighs> I don't know. It's a hard one to call. Uh, I'm just going to go one-one. <laughs> you were going just. I knew it. <laughs> Long-winded oh, way. Why do we bother? I don't know. Uh, Brighton, Sheffield United, <laughs> nil-nil. Brighton, Sheffield United. Oh, you missed I, one. You missed. You've missed the mighty. Oh, I'm sorry. The best, Newcastle. Probably the best game of the week. Really. Newcastle, Newcastle Fulham. It's, Fulham, the, right? it, it's the eight o'clock kickoff on the Saturday evening, so you can concede and let this one go, perhaps. But actually, I I don't know. I think Fulham are a good team to watch. So. I this is an interesting game actually because Wilson you think well should get some joy against Fulham but I've been impressed with what Parker has done over recent weeks and I don't think this is an easy game for Newcastle at all I can see Fulham causing Newcastle problems as yeah, well they've got quick and quick and nimble players uh, you know, I like um, Lookman a lot, and, and Lookman is a player I'm actually considering this week. I'll talk about more about some of the. Very, you know, variations of transfers I could make but Lookman is a player I could get in this week I'm going to go 2-1 Fulham here uh, I think Newcastle will score but I think Fulham will, will catch them on the break at least a couple of times yeah I, I it was it was it was a weird game against, uh, against I said it was a weird game it wasn't a weird game it's exactly like every Brighton game I think I've watched this season Brighton play really really well create loads of chances do everything right can't score and then about the 70th minute, completely forget how to play football and Fulham come at them, chance, chance, chance. They were lucky to get a, a, a nil-nil, to be fair. I was I was quite impressed with Fulham um, and I have been quite impressed with them. I think defensively they look better. Newcastle mm. were uh, all over the place. You never know, really know what you're going to get. I think it's going to be a Fulham win. I'm going to go one nil Fulham. Yeah, I've both predicted a Fulham win there then. And Brighton, Sheffield United. Now, did you see Ryan got rested again? Now he he played for three Rested. years. He played for three years and then he got a rest. I think according to, didn't Potter say that he's he's played played for three years solidly. Now he didn't leave it that long before he rested him again. What do you make of that? I mean, is it, it does he have doubts about him? Because I know you've been speaking about Ryan and saying actually he's been in poor form. Is that? Well, let me let me give you some stats. <laughs> go on then. I mean, we don't really like stats on this show, but go on, I'll yeah. forgive you. <laughs> Well, Ryan has made 16 saves this season and he's conceded 19 goals. Okay, so he's conceded more goals than he's made saves. And you might say, "Mm, well, maybe that's fairly normal. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, Sam Johnston, 56 saves, 26 goals. Fabianski, 40 saves, 16 goals conceded. Melier, 48 saves, 24 goals. Kepa. (laughs) <laughs> Kepper has conceded that's a spotted Kepper yeah. <laughs> Kepper has conceded less goals than he's made saves Edison so you might be thinking okay Brian you know they're, they're a team who might you know just concede they, like they good chances the or, or, yeah. or might, Edison has made 20 saves and they've conceded like what 6 or 7 goals all so season. what you're getting Every at is keeper, Brian has outperformed you can't have a goalkeeper in your team who doesn't make saves. It, you know you haven't you, you haven't got to be a goalkeeping expert to to know that he he has been our best player for for years. 
but it is absolutely right that he's dropped because and he, Sanchez he cannot well. make a save. He did. Sanchez he played brilliant. well, didn't he? He was he brilliant. Did really Ryan, well, yeah. Ryan's not going to be back for, right. a, for a bit. You if you've got him, first. get rid of him. I think. I think it's been... Jeff. Jeff's got him in goal. I spotted that today. Jeff Dance has got him he's, in goal. He was unlucky. Jeff, Jeff Dance had Conter, who was rested, and Ryan, mm. who was rested, and um, so Jeff would be worried about his keeper. Then he should be worried. Do you think Ryan won't play? There's absolutely no reason why okay. he should. No, okay. He might be. He well, might be back, but there's no reason why he should. he's done absolutely nothing all season to justify a spot in the signing team. He's been awful. So Sheffield United scored tonight. Do you think Brighton will keep a clean sheet against Sheffield United on Sunday? It's it's it's, it's really hard to predict with Brighton. We're we're so surely. I don't. I don't. I don't trust us to keep a clean sheet against anyone. So no, I don't. Th- I don't think. We okay, will. so you're you're predicting what a two-one, a one-all, one-all, one-all. I'm gonna go oh, one-one. God, God almighty, don't believe it, but I'm gonna go one-one. Okay, um, I'm gonna go one-nil Brighton. I don't think Sheffield United can score in this game. Um, I'm gonna put faith in that data that shows that Brighton don't concede big chances, and that is why Ryan doesn't make saves because you know. When they do let a chance through, it's a good quality chance that Ryan has no opportunity to save. Is my I'm going to stick up for him. <laughs> yeah, he's a great goalkeeper. You're right. He no, is. A, he is a good goalkeeper. He's just. He's just in. A, he's just in a bad patch. Bad run of form. Yeah. How do you? How do you stick with a goalkeeper like that? Is there such an important position? Uh, Spurs Leicester. Right. So how do they approach this game? Because Leicester are going to turn up, and Rogers is no fool. He's going to know exactly what to expect from from Son and Kane. So surely he's going to try and stop it, you'd think. He's got players to do it. Indeed, yeah. he could sit on Kane and stop that happening. He's got some pacey fullbacks who will stop Son taking wide areas and tucking inside from that. You'd think they've got the ability to stop Spurs playing that. This is what I don't understand, right? We know exactly what to expect from Spurs. So if we know it, opponents, <laughs> managers must surely know it and start thinking, how can I stop it? And yet it doesn't seem to be happening. But Rogers, I think, is a manager I, I would say, is one of the managers I put faith in that could put a stop mm. to it. So I, I worry a little bit here about Spurs. But uh, you know, it's Son and Kane who are like almost superhuman. I, I'd, I'd be a much more confident Kane owner than a Son owner in this game. Why would you say that? Because that's I interesting think, to me. Go on. Yeah, I think uh, I think like possession wise, I think Leicester are gonna are gonna sit sit back they're not going to let them counter on them like other teams no. we've seen do and like you say they've they've got players like Ndidi who he, when you've got a player like Ndidi in the team who can just get everywhere like he can make tackles all over the pitch it makes you so much less susceptible to getting done on the counter um so I think Son's going to maybe be used in a slightly different way I don't think he's going to be like the furthest forward, always hugging the line, looking so to... So he's going to be out wide, to, do you think, maybe? I think he's going to be further out wide. And it's be, yeah. going to be Kane who they're looking to really dictate things, to get forward and to make things happen. And I think that's going to be the case in the Wolves game as well. So I think a lot of people are, are, are kind of, not panicking, but thinking, I need to get Son in now. But honestly, I think I think it's Kane for the next two who, who I'd want. And I don't have him. Uh, which which sucks. also Kane's record against Leicester is amazing. Mm. He gets goals every time he plays. Well, he, 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 that was the big game, wasn't it? The five goals or the four goals away from yeah. home. I, th- got, I think I think, he's, I I think he's the best captain option this week. If I Oof. if I had Kane, I'd be captaining him for sure. That's a, that's a gutsy call. Uh, I will go a Spurs win by the odd goal. I'm going to go a one 0 win for Spurs here. 
Tune on United Leeds, which I want this oh, to be what the game. game of the season. Yeah, I, on yeah, paper, you've got to think that Leeds will turn up. There's a lot of stake because there's no love lost between these two teams uh, or the supporters. So you've got to think that you know both teams are going to go into this and go hell for leather. And given the defences and given the attacks, I'm expecting a lot of goals. Now, it mm, might not turn too. out like that, but... If, 4.30 kickoff. This is a game I want to I want to definitely watch. Um, so I want to be back from the Garden Centre for this. I make that joke every week. It's getting worse every week. Uh, I want to be back from the Garden Centre for 4.30 to watch what I think will be a 3-2. <laughs> now, it could go either way. Mm. I think I think Leeds could even nick this. Wow. I just don't know what to expect from them. Like I look at Bamford and think Bamford is a player that you can't look at a fixture and go, that's a bad game for him because you don't know what leads are going to turn up. You know, they're not going to go into that United game and go, we're going to sit back and catch on the break. They're going to just go at them, I think. So Bamford could profit again. I think it, there'll be at least four goals in this game, maybe more. I'm going to go, I think Leeds might nick it. Let's stand for that. I'm going to go Leeds wow. win. 3-2. What do you think? I'm going to go for United win, I think. Yeah, well, that's, that's sensible. <laughs> yeah, I... I think there's going to be goals in it. I, I don't think United are, are like solidly. They're just. I mean, it's weird that they played Henderson. Um, you yeah. know, dropped to Haya for the first time in a while. Henderson made a blunder within the first mm. what like five ten minutes of the Back game. Back at his old stamping ground as well. Yeah, it's a strange one. Um, so, you know, I, I don't. I don't trust them. I, I don't particularly like Lindelof. I don't particularly like Maguire. I don't really like them defensively anyway. And I think Leeds will cause. I think Leeds will cause a lot of problems for them early on. With, then United will start to kind of stamp their authority on it a bit. Uh, so yeah. I'll go. For, I'll go for a two-one United. Two. You're going Le- to play. There you go. Even, even more leads to get an early goal on United to eventually win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be, as I say, four or five goals in this, and it could go either way. I'll, I'll go with Leeds just for the fun of it. But um, you know, when we look at the captains, Bruno's got to be in there. More on that in a bit. West Brom, Aston Villa. Now, Big Sam's first start as manager. I'm not expecting... I mean, we're expecting a bounce, but a bounce would be a nil-nil, wouldn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. Now... <laughs> would be for him. <laughs> I mean, I said this on the official pod. What, what tactics do you think he's got in mind for Grealish? Because if you stop Grealish, you stop Villa, I would say. So you don't think Barkley's going to be back? Well, I hope so. That would be great. I mean, I think this is a kind of game where they need him back. Um, if he's not back, then, you know, Allardyce is going to try and come up with something... To try I think it probably involves a lot of Grealish. fouls and a lot of elbows. Well, this is what I'm getting at. Now, if Grealish, <laughs> interestingly tonight, was in a different role. He wasn't out on the left-hand side. He was tucked in as a number 10 and come in and getting the ball deep. He still did enough. He still It wasn't like it curtailed his threat, I wouldn't have said. Um, it was a different role. If he's playing in that role against West Brom, you're going to get Livermore, who's going to be all over him, I think, because mm. he's a hitman and Allardyce is going to say, right, do what you have to do to stop Grealish yeah. playing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he's out on the left, it's actually probably more difficult f- for West Brom to contain him, I would say. They double up on him, but even that might not be enough. So I think it probably would be in, if Barkley is fit and Grealish is out on the left, that would be better for Villa, I would say, because I think he's going to be easier to crowd out and shut down if he's central. Um, I'm still going to go a Villa win. I think they win mm. this 2-0 I would say. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Go on then. What do you reckon, As? 
Is it coming? You know, the the Villa that's now two. I mean, they scored one goal against Wolves, didn't they? And then they've they've blanked tonight, so they're not exactly free scoring at the moment. And I think it does, like you said, it does coincide with with Barkley mm. not being in the team. It's amazing. I think the impact he's had on on just unlocking everyone in the, in everyone else. Uh, tricky one. I mean, how long is Sam going to have to really stamp his tactics on the team? No, he's he's not for a couple yeah. of days. Uh, but they did show, I mean, are they going to have that same fire they showed against City playing for Sam, Big Sam, when there's a lot of negativity around the club and, and stuff? I think Villa will win it. I think it's going to be a 1-0, 1-0 Villa. Quite, quite a, I think it's going to be a scrappy, horrible game to watch. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, this is it. We don't know how the players feel about Billich leaving as well, because, you know, you said you're gutted. I'm upset about it. You know, I don't know how Gemma they feels were playing about for it. Him. I don't think they she's... playing she's for him in that feeling. game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, the players will actually... Will take some time, I think, to come round. I mean, Allardyce comes in with reputation, of course, right? And he will get the best from them, I think, in terms of results. But I don't think it's going to be instant. And I think, you know, the, the Villa's a game which has more to it. There's, there's, there's a rivalry there. Um, Grealish always plays up in derbies. That's the thing. He always delivers in a derby. He always has a good game. He very rarely has a bad game full stop. So he's the key man again. And I think it a lot has to do with where he plays. If he plays central, like I say, I think it'd be easier yeah. for Allardyce to shut him down. I don't think he will. I think Smith will put him out on the left again. Yeah. If Barkley's fit. Um, El Ghazi's a pain, isn't he? Because he's come in, he's shifted Grealish to central, and he's on pens. So yeah. I don't want that. It's annoying. It's, it's interesting with Grealish, because I, I, as I said, I always intended to bring him kind of back in for Mares as soon as he was thing, but he hasn't really... I was in a way, if he'd scored tonight and got three bonus and got like nine points or something, it would kind of force my hand to to bring him in. But because he's blanked again, I'm kind of thinking eh, maybe I can give it a little bit more. But don't know. I think he'd do well here. I yeah, think he, I think he, he might. always turns up in a derby, loves it. I mean, there's virtual fans, but he still, if he does anything, he like to he like to get at the West Brom fans. I think Burnley Wolves. Not sure I'm going to be watching this one at five thirty on a Monday. <laughs> um, I mean, Burnley, bless them, resolute again. I mean, they got away with it, Villa. Well, I mean, I was, I want to write off Burnley and say they're whipping boys, but they, 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 they're not really. They don't get badly beaten apart from when they play Man City. Wolves Being turning Arsenal up. Arsenal with... away is an amazing. Considering yeah, the resources exactly. that I, know, I mean, Dice. I mean, we we know how good Dice is as a manager, but they are. They've literally got. Their, their main signing was Dale Stevens this season. Like how they are competing with with the other teams in the league who are spending 20, 30, 40 because million on players. They've it's, got a method of playing. They know what they're doing and it's effective still. He's effective. unbelievable, that guy. I tell you, Sean Dyche is... The, the, he is one of the best managers in the league. There is there is so few managers who could be the doing thing what is, he's doing at Burnley. The thing is with Deitch, I still think that clubs who would look at him and go, "What would he do with a budget? What would he do if he had to make if he could make transfers?" And we, we may never know because he might be at Burnley yeah. to the end of his career at this rate. But I would look love at to Allardyce. see Tosin for twenty seven million or whatever it was. Yeah, still waiting for that to come good. Um, <laughs> I do think it, I'd love to see Deitch at a club with some money to see what he is capable of doing. Because you're absolutely right, he deserves a lot of credit. Wolves turn up like with Neto and Podence in a bit of form. I think they nick this. Yeah. I think they nick it 1 0. Yeah. I'm going to go 1 0. What are you going for? I'm going to go 1 0 as well. Yeah. I think, okay. I think they'll just have a little bit, a little bit too much for them. Yeah. 
And Chelsea-West Ham. I want to watch this game. This could be very good indeed. Um, London Derby, of course. Evening kickoff on a Monday night. Um, just what we want. I'm going to go into this with Chilwell and James, so I'm going to hope for a clean sheet. I'm not sure I'm going to get it. I think I'm going to back it, though. I think I'm going to go 2-0 West Ham. What I would like to say to you is Havertz, still far from convinced. You're shaking your head. I, I'm actually now thinking, I know he's got potential, but I'm actually looking at it and thinking, I'm seeing some cracks. Like There was an incident the other night where Havertz, should have laid off a pass to Reese James, should have timed it well, should have weighted it correctly, and he didn't. And that, and Reese James turned around and had a go at him. And Havertz just didn't just didn't acknowledge it, didn't yeah. just ignored it. And it was like the new boy at school. It was like I looked at him and think, this guy doesn't seem to fit in, not only in terms of the system, but even in the in the team. I, I don't agree. know that they actually have sh- taken a shine to him even as a person, maybe. I don't know. There's something there that makes me think. He's not settled at all. And Lampard is covering the cracks a bit. Um, so I've got real concerns about Havertz. There could I, be I, more I, to come from him, but I don't, I'm not convinced at all. I, I, I think he's a complete passenger. Honestly, I think and I think Lampard has is, is got a very difficult... And I think he's almost the same with Werner. I mean, Werner has yeah. at least shown some promise, but he's really putting a lot of faith in both of them. And neither of them are really delivering week in, week out. And... I'm not surprised to see them getting a couple of bad results over the last. They were two the weeks two with... weakest players in that match. Yeah. They were the most ineffective players on the pitch. Werner doesn't know what he's meant to do in that position, and I, people, you, I think you were saying no one's passing to Werner, and the reason why they don't pass to Werner is he doesn't hold on to the ball well enough. His no. ball retention is pretty bad. No, I, I, he doesn't. I, I don't. I don't think he is suited to playing out on the left. No, he's clear. and I know. And I know, like Not Giroud is is, is doing great, and they've got Abraham and stuff. Who's supposed to bring these players in? But I just don't, I don't think it 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 really suits him. But Werner, I can let off a little bit because he's always got that pace to to beat players and create something kind of out of nothing. We we we've seen it, you know, where he runs past everyone and just lays it off and stuff. At least you've always got that option. Havertz, though, I haven't seen anything from him. Literally, in every Chelsea game I've watched, I haven't seen anything from him to make me think this is a guy who who Lampard should be persisting with. And if I was Kovacic on the bench, losing out every week to Havertz, I would be livid. He was a player of the season last year. Like, I would I would just... I could If I was Kovacic, I'd be saying I could bring so much more to this team than Havertz is. Like, I'm more dynamic. I've got a better shooting range. I've got a better passing range. I've got more energy. I don't know how, Lamp- how much longer Lampard persists with him. I think he's... he's his days number but I think he I think they need to unlock it to, to really take them up to the next level because of the potential he's got. Yeah, but I don't to, really to know get, how they do it. To to really challenge the title, they've got to get more out of Werner and Havertz. Yeah. And Pulisic is back now, he's fit and he will click. Right. We know what we're gonna get from him. He's showing signs. Um but the Werner and Havertz I just not seeing it at all. And I, I, I think it's only a matter of time like once Ziyech is fit again I think Werner's not going to get in the team because I don't think you find a place for him because Pulisic has got to play, Ziyech has got to play and you've got Giroud and Abraham at the moment who are probably ahead of Werner for the central role because I haven't seen enough from Werner in terms of holding on to the ball, keeping the ball, laying it off to think he can play the central role. 
if he does play central role, they're going to have to change the way they play because they've yeah. got used to playing with an Abraham or Giroud who can bring other players into the game. When they stick Werner there, he isn't going to be able to do that, I don't think. No, I mean, they, they, they bought Werner to play up front. They didn't buy Werner to go on the left. They've already got Pulisic there. It makes no sense. They've already got, you know, they knew from last season they've already got like probably one of the best left wingers um, in the league in Pulisic. So why, why would they buy Werner to play him there? They obviously wanted to play him up front. But they've realised now that actually he doesn't quite fit that that mould. That's why they're playing Giroud and Abraham. So mm. I, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what, what Lampard does. I think if you've still got Werner in your, in your FPL team, you, you have to sell him. Well, late I, riser I can't, did. I can't say that strongly enough. I think you ha- late, he has to go. I noticed late riser sold him and said it's it's not a good buy because I'll probably get him back late in the season. I'm not sure you will, late riser. No. I don't think you will. I, I'm not convinced yet. I, I mean, I think it's not long before Werner's start is in question once the etch is back. And I, I may be wrong, and we can play this back in ten weeks' time and see it when Werner's got you know five goals in in two two. He's or three a class games, player, like he's, yeah, he he's is an absolutely brilliant player. But it's the system, isn't it? it doesn't fit the system. Is, no. Does he? Does he? Do, do he and Havertz fit the system that Lampard's got? No. Not is yet. Lampard going to change the system to accommodate them? It doesn't look like it because he's bought in Giroud and and, and still playing no. the same kind of formation no. that he's he's stuck with. So. At the moment, it's a no-go. Uh, but I do think they can win this game. <laughs> that think, said, Werner well, I, I think they can. I think, <laughs> I think Pulisic, Pulisic and Giroud are players that can hurt opponents. And I think they'll have just about too much at West Ham. I, I'd like to think it's going to be a 2 nil, but I'll go a 2-1 here. Yeah. I'm going to go 2-0. I, I don't, I don't think, you think West Ham yeah, will have goals. Against Chelsea's defence? I, I don't right. know. I think, I think West Ham have got... I think you're looking at systems, you're looking at Chelsea and thinking, I don't know where these players fit into this system. I look at West Ham, no matter what system they play, I think these guys know exactly what they're doing. Their roles are so clear. Moyes, I never thought he was, I never thought he'd do well this year. I, I like West Ham. I always liked him. Yeah, I thought I thought he'd be the first manager sacks. With the run of fixtures they had, with the players he brought in, with everything that's going on, I didn't give him a chance. But he has got this team nailed down they know their roles they know their job they know exactly what to do and I think that's going to counter Chelsea's talent Hilaire overhead kick the other night as well the minute he scored that goal everything he did was better he's he's another one like Benteke I think who will feed off that so he could be a threat yep Um, All right. Okay, you're going to go two or I'll go two one. Let's look at our game week fourteen situation. Uh, What are you doing then? Your captain is on Fernandez. You've got Martinez, Chilwell, James, Lamptey Salah, Fernandez, captain Son, Mares, Calvert Lewin, Bamford, Mopay, <laughs> Mopay. I'll say it again. Mopay. I've got a feeling. I know where your transfer's going. As what are you up to? Yeah, Mopay's going. Right, so the, this, this is Finally. this is the end of the road. This is the end of the road for uh, Neil Mopay. I'm afraid to say. So the the easy move. I mean, to be fair, I thought Sheffield United at home might be quite a good game for him. But then he literally didn't play against against Fulham, so he's he's dead to me now. Uh, so the easy move is just a nice simple mo pay to Adams switch. Yeah, it gets me the double game week player. It gets me tapped into the Southampton attack who I really like. It's 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 pretty nice. Um, the kind of the other move would be to do uh, Mares and mo pay to Ings and Grealish to get Grealish like back that. in. But then Mares. Yeah. 
Mahrez is going to start at Southampton, right? Which is a minus four. And yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And, and then and then again, with Newcastle at home, um, I think the, tru- the trouble with Mahrez is that he puts you in that difficult position because it's he could do well <laughs> or he could not play at all. Whereas at least with Grealish, you know, A, he's going to yeah, start no, and B, he's start. going to do quite well. Mahrez will start at Southampton. If he doesn't start at Southampton, there's something wrong. Hmm. I think I think my plan is I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do Mopay to Adams, uh, and then next week I'll be able to do Mitchell up to Cancelo or Diaz for the I've Newcastle game. Still have Mitchell, right? Yeah, so I've got I've got loads of money in the bank. I've got like two million in the bank. Right. So that would that would get me that would get me a Southampton um, attacker for the thing. It means I could keep Mares for Newcastle, and it means I could get a City defender in because I I do think City defence the way they're set up they're going to keep a hell of a lot of clean sheets. Uh, so you see the can Diaz, you get the regular starts, the six pointers are probably going to keep coming in, but with Cancelo, you get that slightly elevated um potential, he's but you bit, get the risk. He's a bit more sexy, isn't he? He offers that in a match. He's a bit more sexy. Re- I really like watching him play because he um tucks inside, he gets he gets he gets forward and he comes inside, he's not out wide. Um, so he's involved in that interplay mm. and. He has got a hole in him, but it's just not arrived so far. Let's look at my team because this. So, so what? So what would you? What would you do then? Would you oh, do my minus four? Would you do my going back to your team? Just, I yeah, just my. Just I my wouldn't quick, sell Mares no because I just think Mares is the kind of player that could explode, and Southampton is a team he can hurt definitely, and I think he has to start right. You you couldn't be more assured of his start than the fact that he didn't come on against West Brom, and and I think. Whether he plays against Newcastle the week after will depend on whether he plays in the EFL Cup. I think they've got an EFL Cup mm. tie, haven't they? So, mm, I yeah, I wouldn't sell Myers. I think it's too risky. I think no, I think Greenish, Adams it is. Then I think Greenish and Ings could definitely return, but it's a risk if you're selling Myers. I would say I wouldn't do. It. I mean, I I go into my team. I'm even thinking yeah, of bringing Myers in. Right, I could do. The bro- <laughs> no way. No, I seriously, <laughs> I could do. I've got two transfers and I am looking at this thinking, I don't know where I can even make one transfer here, right? I've got McCarthy in goal, Chilwell, James, Cancelo, Walker, Hernandez, De Bruyne, Salah, Grealish, Bamford and Calvert-Lewin. Where's my transfer? I've got to make one because otherwise I lose it. What would you do there? Because I'm, I'm, there's some options, right? I can go De Bruyne to Mares, Brewster to a Giroud, for example. Then who would I drop to play Giroud? I don't know. So to use one transfer, I've either got to look at McCarthy and think, well, they're not going to keep a clean sheet. Let's get another goalkeeper in. But I've only got four six is my budget. So I could get Melier in at United, but what's that going to do? Johnston in against Villa, but then I've got Grealish. I don't want to do that. The other option I'm doing is Cancelo and Walker, one of them might not play. Now, Walker didn't start. So I'm thinking that Walker is perhaps the most likely to start of those two. But I think Cancelo could start at left back because I think he's <laughs> he's too good not to play. So I think both of them could start at Southampton. If one of them didn't start, my sub is Suchek at Chelsea. What I could do is strengthen that. And I'm looking at maybe going Aileen to, wait for it, Webster, who is playing Sheffield United. Oh. God, no. I know, because that's... No, that, no, that's no, how no, sexy no. it gets, right? Webster, because... No. Listen, hear me out. Sheffield United, weak at set pieces. Brighton haven't scored from a corner yet, I know, but 
I think there's a weakness there. Webster would be my reserve defender. I've only got oh one in the bank. All right. What, so what would you do then? Just let the Mark, transfer go. You are one. You are one of the most decorated <laughs> FPL managers there is. Do do please do not get Webster. Right, I can see the chat going crazy. What would you? What would you do? What would you do? Because what do I do? Do Jesus I, do I be arrogant enough to go? Well, I've got two transfers, but I'm just going to burn one because I don't need to make one. I, I, I mean, I could do if I thought that Cancelo or Walker weren't wasn't going to play. I could go to Diaz. But I actually, if, think I, if I was you, play. yeah, go on. If I was you, and I, I did give you some good advice last I know, time. I just played Suchek over Ali. I'm very rare. You got got to got to think. I think when I look at a team like this, and and I've said it before, is is who were who were who was like a Premier League team's strongest team. And I think at the moment, Walker isn't in City's strongest team. Because I think their strongest team is Cancelo at right back and and, and Mendy at left back. No. Do you no? think that? I think it's Do Walker. you think it's Walker at right Walker back and, and Cancelo at left back? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about Walker. I, I think for six, he's over six million. He's one of the most expensive defenders yeah. in the game. I think he is, I think looking at that team, he probably is, is the weakest link. He'd be the one that I'd I be agree. looking to take out. I think you could do Walker to like Kufau. Or oh he you've got he's got Chelsea, hasn't he? I'd um, just go to Diaz, couldn't I? Because Diaz surely plays against Southampton. Yeah. I don't know. I think Walker looking at that team, Walker to me is the one. But Walker that. didn't play against West Brom, so why do you think he won't play against Southampton? That's that's what I don't understand. It's very, very difficult. I've got myself into a hole here and I really don't know. Yeah, you have a go. bit. I know. I know. And yet I don't feels... like Walker. He's too much. Okay. He's too much for the the thing. The thing we liked about Walker was you pay six million and he's going to start every week, and now you're paying six million and you're worried every week if he's going to play. Hmm. To me, yeah. So you think it's going to be it's going to be Walker, Walker to Diaz? Handle. I think would be a good yeah would be a good move. I think you don't think Diaz has got a rest coming then? You think he's just going to flop? Probably. Probably, I think he's played literally every minute. He's he probably has, but he he is he is first. He is going to play. He'll get his rest and then he'll play every minute. Probably to the yeah, end. Yeah, and of the he'll season. play the new he'll play the Newcastle game for sure. Yeah. Okay, um, let's look at uh, captains briefly then, because we've nearly done two hours. I think we're going to two hours. Um, yeah, hell, wow. Well, you know, there's more people. There's twelve hundred people watching. It's fine. Um, well, I can sub, please. Yeah, like I said, do it early. Um, so, the captain matrix, just looking ahead at this, obviously we've got the double game weeks in there now, and Salo, I think, is the standout captain. I think we agreed that for game week 19. But before that, looking at the highlighter captain, it's Fernandez against Leeds. You could get away with Kane and Son, I think, at home to Leicester. Yep. And then you're going Salah, De Bruyne, Kane, Son for the Fulham game. So you kind of want your Spurs covered there. So it's quite tricky because actually Spurs, 16 and 17, we've talked about not you know playing your wild card or making your transfers to cover the double game week. And as we've said, Kane and Son don't have that double game week, but they're the best captains for 16 and 17. So this is the problem that we've got. I mean, are you going to keep Son with that in mind? Well, I'm half tempted to to be thinking about ways of losing Son for Kane. Right, so you're going to make the even spot. even though Son's done well for me, I I I have turned to your way of thinking, uh, which you said a few weeks ago because you know I I kept Son, you had Kane, and you ended up losing both of them somehow, which mm. I was I was amazed you sold Kane. To be yeah, fair. very reluctant. 
Yeah, um, but I, 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 I am starting to think Kane is is the is the better option. So I've I've been happy with Son. His returns have been great. Uh, he you know, delivers pretty much every week. But if I'm if I'm looking at one going forward, I think I would probably keep Kane. Uh, and this week, I, I this week I honestly think if you've got Kane, I think he's the best captain. Yeah, well, you think you think Kane this week over Fernandez? Yeah, I do. Right. Well, let's let's look at the data for that. Um, I mean, at the moment, you've got to say the, the case for Fernandez is based mainly on Leeds's defensive data. Um, the last four game weeks, Leeds have conceded a big chance every twenty-five minutes. Right. So that that's that's huge. Right. So you've got to look at that and think they're going to concede four four big chances to United, maybe more based on the data of the last four game weeks. So that is why Fernandes leaps out. It's not because of his individual data, because when you look at him up against Grealish, De Bruyne, Kane, Salah, he's 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 not up there. And, you know, he blanked tonight as well against Sheffield United. So probably his stock has reduced a bit. Maybe faith in him has reduced a bit. But for me, the only reason I'm looking at Fernandes is because of that Leeds defence, that they will concede chances. Mm-hmm. And I just think that will mean two free goals for United is what I'm thinking. You look at Kane, and yes, nineteen goal involvements. He's had uh, a chance every twenty, a shot every twenty-three minutes. So he's he's right up there um, with with that, and shot in the box every thirty-seven point five minutes. Only Salah's done better than that in terms of the captain candidates. But it's the Leicester defence. Well, the Leicester defence though is no great shakes recently. I mean, against Everton, they looked fragile, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and it's you never really know what you're going to get. Sometimes they look like unbeatable and and like I said with Ndidi there it's he, he's like a kind of Kante light isn't he like he, he's just all over the place making such good tackles interceptions and, and winning the ball back for them he's so important now going forward but then they have him in the team and then they they lose 2-0 to to Everton it's yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a bit bizarre you kind of don't really know what you're what you're going to get with them. narrow wins over or well, narrow win over Sheffield United a, a, a loss to Fulham it's and then a massive win against City early in the season. It's I don't know. They're they're a bit of a strange team to predict this year. And it's like Rogers hasn't really quite got the system figured out. Barnes is in and out of the team, and uh, you know Perez as well, and Tielemann. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really. I don't really get them. Whereas Spurs are so. It's the same with West, like West Ham as well. They just they just know exactly what they're doing. All the players know are so well drilled. So yeah, that's why I fancy Spurs to win that. The only thing is to see is that if Spurs get one or two goals up, even one goal up. I just kind of don't trust Marino to not go, right, we'll take that. We'll just sit back now. Yeah. That, that's my concern. Right? Of all the top teams, of all the teams that have captain candidates in them, Spurs are the most likely to manage the game out from a ridiculous point. Like, even like if they're 1-0 up at half time, they'll spend the second half just camped in yeah. their own box, defending against Leicester and going, well, try and score. But that, that could suit Son on the counter. If Leicester are pushing Maybe. on and... I don't know. It's, it's 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 hard to predict. You know, you, you never really know with with Spurs. They're they are they are that kind of team now. They're a frustra- They're a very very frustrating team to to play against. I think. Um, well, I look at the Leicester's defensive data here, and it look at, you know in terms of minutes per chance conceded over the last four game weeks of the defenses against the captain candidates, they're the best. Nine point seven three minutes per chance conceded. I, I I just don't think Spurs will score many goals against them. And I don't think Marino 
goes out to score many goals these days. So I, that's why I'm more inclined to go Fernandez because I just think it's going to be a more open game and Leeds will concede ground and space to that United attack. And Fernandez, he didn't do it tonight, but I don't think that's a reason to go, well, we're not going to back him against Leeds. So I'm sticking with Fernandez myself. Um, we haven't got Severt's captain. I will get that and I will tweet that out. Tweet so are you not going to go Fernandez then? Well, I haven't got Kane, so well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to. It's, it's, a, it's, right. a, it's, it's a little bit reluctant. I, I think I think Kane... Kane can deliver in that game. Uh, I think Fernandes can deliver in that game. I, 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 I don't mind captaining Salah in any game. I don't care who they're playing. You know, I don't think Salah away at Crystal Palace is a bad game for Salah because we know what he's capable of. I think this week is a, is a tricky week for for captain for the captain. City have got a tricky game. Spurs have. Liverpool have. You know, everyone. I mean, you know, the, if anything, the Chelsea game is is a good game, but you know. There's no options with really with their attackers, is there? With Bazich out and Pulisic and Werner not really in the team. So yeah, I think it's it's a bit of a coin flip. So I'm I'm probably going to just stick with Fernandez just because he's 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 reliant. But look at this. I mean, Fernandez tonight. He's never blanked away for United in the league. He plays bottom of the league tonight as my captain and gets And they score off. what three goals? Sucks. How many goals? I hate do this. Get Why do we play this game, Mark? I hate it. But how many how many <laughs> goals do United get? Three goals. Three goals, yeah, three one. Yeah, and he didn't. No, three two, three two, I think. Three two. All right. Did Brewster come on? We didn't. He did. Yeah. Did he? He did. did. That's nice to hear. Uh, Okay, (laughs) it's uh, we've reached the ten k. It's time to um, smash and like, isn't it? As I think before we round off two hours five minutes. I think it's our longest, our longest one. It is, and Jay's not even to blame. So it's only our fault, really. Um, Yeah. There you go. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've got one thousand one hundred eighty people watching live. Three hundred likes. One dislike. It's not very nice from the oh, one disliker. That might have been but, me. I'm, I've had a few drinks. I might have slipped <laughs> on the keyboard. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, again, we've hit 10K. Subs, amazing. That's why we're in the suits, if anyone's wondering. Yeah, that's uh, why. It's not It's not because we've just come from work. Or anything like that. Both <laughs> of us. But if you are watching, uh, please like and sub. It does, you know, boost us up the, the ranks and uh, helps us grow the channel. So smash, smash that button as much as you can. But thanks for watching and um, all your support. It's been great. The first 40 episodes have flown by. It has. And we'll be back on Wednesday. I hope to do the 23rd and then make sure you're about for the 27th. We don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen that night. As and I are going to be talking. If you don't sub, you won't get the notification. Yeah, I mean, we we don't know what time it's going to be. It could be 10, 11, could be past midnight. I mean, we've done a live stream past midnight (laughs) before now. So just be around on that day. It could be when the relatives leave. It could be any time, right? But we're going to be doing... It could be relatives in the background for you. Who who knows? But I'm going to be playing my wild card that night. It's going to be fun. I'm going to have a bit to drink and I'm going to play the wild card. And as he's going to help me, oh, I say so help. Good. Help me. Oh, he's not going to help so me good. at all, is he? We'll see if we can get Andy in as well, shall we? Let's see if we can yeah. get him in an improv. Granville as well. Is he going to be knocking around? Oh, it's going to be so good. I, can't I don't wait. want, like, we get, why don't we get Joey in to slag off my wild card before oh. I play it instead of after? Let's do that. Oh, as well. yes. <laughs> anyway, all right. It's a good night for me. Good night, everyone. Podcast Network.